0: Shipmaster Callista, we have been betrayed. The Warmaster has turned from the life of the Emperor.
1: No, it cannot be! Why would Horus do this?
2: He has fallen to darkness. We must flee the system. Take these four remembrances
3: to terror. They carry word of this heresy.
2: The navigators tell me the wharf is in
1: turmoil. We will be ripped apart. We cannot do this!
3: You must have faith in your ship, my old friend.
2: Your service will be remembered. We will carry word and ensure the galaxy knows of the War Master's treachery. And when we can,
3: we will send the Legion to reclaim your sarcophagus. Only in death would duty end.
1: And welcome to the Orlock Power Fist Podcast. Uh, uh, Alan, we did that last month. You're n- you're not needed now. You can you can clear out the garage if you want.
3: Uh, uh, oh, I see. I see. I, I, I'm,
1: t- I'm terribly sorry, everybody. I'll, I'll I'll be on my way. Yeah. Thanks, Alan. You're a real Cheers, Alan. Cheers, Al. Thank God I he's, have, gone. he's yeah, gone. Yeah, I know, right? That's all. All right, God. now that nonsense is out of the way, we can get
4: back to talking about toy models. It's true what i say about drummers. That's what I'm saying. It, uh,
5: yeah.
1: Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, so... When like the
5: one's at your door, the knocking speeds
1: up. Oh, exactly. so it's, it's It's got a bit annoying, actually, hearing his rhythm through the walls, but we won't talk about that right now. <laughs> uh, so, hello and welcome to <laughs> Edge of
3: Empire. <laughs> <laughs> and we've gone genius genius just keep rolling keep the tip rolling keep i can't rolling.
4: but just can. cut out the laughter, there mr brian no the laughing is perfect carry on come on we're good oh it's <clears> good <throat> to hear your voices boys hello and welcome to Ez- <laughs>
1: year one of season six of azure empire a horus heresy podcast joining myself chris is my wonderful brother graham Howdy. My wonderful friend, Mr. Robert Ng. How do. And my also wonderful friend, Michael Bottrell. Hello. And as you uh, may well, we do normally talk about toy models. We don't always come up with imaginary bands and talk about their histories. And coming up on this episode, we have got Rob's Paint Shack Returns with some no-doubt interesting... Tip
4: yeah. We it's a little bit you'll have to cast your minds back to before Christmas because one of the things is things that you should probably have in your Christmas stocking from a paint shack point of view, so oh, yeah. useful for next year. We're planning, ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah. planning ahead. ahead, we're living in the future, yeah, totally. <clears throat> we have an interview with the genius behind the Moritan tank range, definitely worth checking out. And
4: yeah, it was a good interview, I enjoyed that. It was really interesting,
1: yeah, it was yeah. really really good guy and we really enjoy that conversation and they're definitely worth investigation uh tanks are going to be the theme for this evening and we gonna be discussing armor how to use it some of the things to look for, out for when you're playing against it as well from an infantry player what i know i'll get there don't worry and at long last me and mr b will talk about warhawk and then finally we will have the list challenge decide who is the 2022 21. list challenge champion oh yeah of course yeah 2021 list champion with robert sitting in pole position one point clear one That's the chasing pack little oh, battlefield yeah. effectiveness point clear of myself and michael graham he could make a late dash for it and steal the crown it is kind of set up for that what, what with it being tanks and all
2: or, yes. you never, or you never, or you never know. We'll do a, we'll 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 uh, we'll do a Lionel Messi and change the rules so that who I want to win
5: wins.
4: Exactly. The best way. Well, to that's do. how you normally vote, isn't it? That's At the very last minute.
5: it's like Eurovision. <laughs> uh, and to take pole so, position, Formula One as well, because that's what Ferrari do, isn't it? Yeah.
4: Anyway, before we get diverted to uh, that particular so, avenue and again, us have so to re-record the intro again let's move the heck on so yes a couple of next this year some things we're doing for next year or this year rather sorry yeah rob you
1: are heading up one of our wonderful ideas of things we're going to be offering up to our listeners this year
3: yeah
5: tell us of your plan so 2022 this is my cunning plan um 20, 2022 the heresy npc challenge Basically, create 10 non-player characters for your games at 30k. Could be an objective marker, a narrative touchpoint, campaign character. You could just be for fun if you allow yourself to have fun, if you're in your future historical sci-fi game of dollies. Um, there can be any time or place within the Great Crusade or Heresy setting. You're not just stuck with humans. If you want to go with the, one of the brief themes that I've given and go, hmm, how would the Hrud approach this? Then yeah, go for it. Um, so, Ten months starting in February, ending in November, because we're almost in February already and December will all be too busy with um festive stuffs. Um so for example, February, your brief is literally one word, it's Medicaid. So whatever you think Medicaid is in the sort of milieu of the heresy. Yeah. Build something build something you don't necessarily even have to paint it you could if you just want to build it for now and paint i'm not going to set a deadline that it must be painted by the end of february we'll say all 10 painted by the end of november um so we can have some family photos at the end of the year um and just share them with us two hashtags use the conquer's Deep hashtag and heresy npc 2022 and we'll see if we can collate them all together and we'll get mr b to stick them up in the community roundup articles that we'll put up on the website
4: yeah, yeah. and uh, maybe try and uh, we'll rustle up a prize maybe yeah uh, yeah we'll, have a, work. We we'll have
5: a have a word with that we'll um we'll see what we can see what we can r- rustle up for that
2: hmm. I, I i've i've already started work on a uh, Cora krieg uh medicate uh, nice from the new plastic kill team set uh, yeah,
5: he doesn't have to like like if it is just the medic guy from Kill Team set, that's fine. You don't have to, oh, you know, you're not going to get any bonus points for however many bonus. artisanal parts you use, even if it is me that's thought of this. I was going to
4: say, thing. surely that's
2: going to uh, be. Important. And he's got a se- he's got a separate he's got a separate uh, medical bag on a on a base. See, I was going right. to use
1: the the Doc Doc Dorden's head on the old Doxilia medic's body. You know, try and combine as many different. Something really want I to
4: do, yeah, yeah, something yeah. really obscure. Or a up a
1: hundred pounds
5: worth of models to make
2: one
1: yeah,
5: figurine.
2: One. Yes. Or you could be cheeky just and the, just a robbering
5: uh, dream. No, you I don't be, cut up with the model. I, I buy a hundred pounds worth of individually, artisanally cast for catcher parts from Tuscany, um, <laughs> 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 various <laughs> places, yeah.
2: Or, or you could do a cheeky thing and just shove in Doc Ock from uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol.
5: Hey, he's a doctor. No. No, because he's <laughs> not in the he- he's not in the heresy. We are having no IP he's... crossovers. Thank you very much.
4: You could convert him though, couldn't you? Multiverse? <laughs> you could convert him. I mean him, he's yeah. got mecha tendrils, so you know.
3: Just,
5: just don't don't don't, don't don't tempt the multiverse, Michael, because in one of them I'm about to step out from behind you and whack you around the head with a dreadnought in a sock.
3: And <laughs> holds metal chaos. I know
2: it's a tangent and we're not supposed to do them, but I was at the uh, I went to the Ardhammer sale up in uh, Gateshead. Uh, when Graham was diagnosed with COVID and he was supposed to be selling stuff. Your table was very sad and empty, by the way, Graham. They had your name on it and everything.
3: Well,
4: yeah. I had COVID. (laughs) I know. Uh,
2: And uh, the table next to what would have been yours, he had one of the uh, old metal chaos dreadnoughts. You know, I've, I've got one that
3: I use Probably one in my locker Yeah, I've, I've, I've oh, got and one. And I was
2: like, and I was like, very tempted to get it until Megan pointed out that it would be perfect for her to put in a sock and whack me around the head with.
4: It's a proper, yeah. it's a proper close combat lump. I mean, it's I've got most, one that I use Most used dangerous thing Games
5: Workshop have ever produced.
4: Potentially. Great figure. I wonder, you couldn't really use it in heresy, though. I have thought about it. it, yeah. it well, you could use it for late heresy, like Siege of Terror, because it's all demonic. Yeah, I yeah. mean,
5: you could, but I mean, it's a chuffing, awful model, though.
4: But anyway.
1: Anyway, Show us your your Medicays and um yeah, we'll be coming up with our own things as well. Mr. B started and his, I'm gonna start rooting around seeing what I can come up with. And um,
5: yeah. and we'll give you yeah. a new we'll give you a new title, new brief, basically, every month.
2: Nice. Are we releasing the whole brief at once for the year or just
5: nope. month by month? month by month so people people don't know. Yeah, Keeps them keep suspended. Maybe or maybe it's a month in advance. That might work better. So um February is Medicaid, March is Princeps.
3: Cool. Cool.
5: So next episode you'll get April's one, or the first part of the next show you'll get yeah. mm-hmm. April's
4: one. Cool. Let's go.
1: Wonderful stuff. The second project that we have starting this year. Graham, do you wanna spin through this
4: yeah sure integer. so um as uh chris and i are taking a well-deserved break from writing the campaign and narrative for company legends in september and mr b champing at the bit that he is uh, has stepped into the breach to do that um we figured we well, we might as well do something uh because we're glad for punishment so an idea that we started kicking around was um having a sort of company of legends campaign uh, but globally. So um, the idea being is that what we're going to do is we're going to have an overarching narrative and every month we're going to update that narrative uh, depending on results that get sent in, which we'll use something like Google Forms for. Um, but also, rather than just a normal global campaign, we're going to be sending a bespoke mission out every month. So just like we did for Company of Legends, um, you will have a bespoke mission to play uh with folks and you can send in the results of that and that will then be added to the overall campaign and just like company legends um we'll sort of branch the narrative depending on which side is winning and also what mission you'll get and what potential penalties or bonuses uh you'll get for playing either side um in terms of how things are going so uh quite looking forward to that it should be pretty cool we haven't done Mm -hmm. it before but we've got a lot of um experience now of writing different types of missions and we've got a lot of things we can call on uh, to do this plus we've got a pretty cool idea for a story i really like it um so i'm quite looking forward to exploring that a bit further um, and seeing what we can do with that story so and yeah it's, it's, it's a good not,
1: one and it's not just going to be 3k points yeah we're going to do zomortalis missions they're going to be titanicus missions and so in the monthly pack you know there may just be a 3k mission because that's what the narrative has led us to or there may be a 3k mission as a mortalis or there may be just as a mortalis or there may be titanicus and they're all going to be sort of interchangeable some months there will be more than others just depends on the story and how it's going
0: so you know
1: if you if you want to play a small scale game with friends just bash out you know some some robots then you know there will be a month where you can do that and not have to worry too much
4: yeah and on the, on the plus
1: side get as much of the heresy into it as we can to as many people as possible yeah
4: and also that gives you potentially some uh, 10 additional missions uh you might want to play rather than just keep playing through the same six in the red books yeah. so yeah should be cool
1: very cool and mr BS course is going to be as we said coordinating efforts for september's company of legends so it is all go edge of empire towers the lights haven't been turned off at any point our carbon footprint for the building, for all the late night yeah. meetings, is through the it's like, roof. It's if like it was an actual place that existed, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to think people might start to get suspicious that it actually does exist. Well, it does. Edge it. of Empire
4: Towers, it really does. Yeah, yeah, it
1: would. It would be a hell of a commute for me, and it's not one that I am in any way prepared to make. I Plus, barely want to travel in reality, Edge of to
4: Towers would be probably a small lock-up shed in, in you know in some ropey back back area of some sort of dock or something now, you, say, probably...
2: you say that there's an old garage out the back of mine and uh, a couple of years ago it was up for sale it was a chop shop at one point yay the place i live um but um they were selling it and it was only eight grand and i was like i can't extend the mortgage by that much
4: that's still seven thousand nine hundred ninety nine pounds more than this podcast ever makes so yeah,
2: true i was really tempted to buy it just to a store all my warhammer stuff and b set up a couple of tables so i could just play games with friends and uh, unfortunately it ended up going for like 12 grand so oh, my other wow. neighbors setting up a snooker club in it
3: oh, there you go oh,
2: anyway cool. Very
3: next cool. out? yeah right
1: next out the back? so shall yeah. oh just address a couple of things uh when we asked for feedback a lot of people said they prefer the single episode a month Uh, format that we did that we used to do up until last year we do appreciate that people like that but for us and finding time to record it's easier for us to break our our recording times into two and then so you're not having to wait as long get that content out to you so the two episodes a month will continue purely because it's easier for us Mm -hmm. as individuals and not as uh, podcasters, if that makes sense. Yeah, so you, I'm sorry, but
4: yeah, you could always just it. wait and watch them both. Uh, watch them. You could, yeah, you Listen wait. to them. Listen to them both back to back. But I think what people really want is every two weeks, seven hours, which is asking quite. if the ticket comes in, you guys
5: not we'll we'll handle it.
4: Yeah, once we're professional podcasters maybe.
1: <laughs> cool. Right. Uh, I think the lights are on at the end of the garden, so I think it's time for Graham and Rob to go and see what's hiding in the shack.
3: Let's do it. Mm, Come on, Rob. I love Robbie. the
5: smell of thinners in the morning. 061798m <laughs> A
2: Thursday, just after tea time, it's
3: raining in the depths of the Imperial Palace. Malkador. Has come to set
0: forth into the galaxy with all the armies of man behind me to reclaim the galaxy and bring to it illumination from all night.
1: Very well, my lord. I shall marshal the legions immediately.
5: Uh, yeah, um, excuse me, sorry, um. If it's illumination you're after, can um, can I suggest the uh, Daylight Company? They do the best desk-mounted hobby lights for all hobbies, including Galactic Conquest.
1: Sounds very promising. And it would save a whole heap of trouble, my master.
4: Oh. Uh, all right, then um, cancel the crusade and get me one of these loomy lamps. Immediately.
2: Daylight Company, bringing illumination to a galaxy near you.
4: So, back down the garden we go, setting aside our slightly Essex estuary accent and <laughs> <laughs> and Birmingham uh, to get back into the real world of all mm. things painting. So, as always, it's myself Graham and Rob and his lovely paint shack. Hello, uh, hello. How are you today, mate?
5: I'm all right. I'm all right. Feet are a bit cold because I've just come in from the shack, but uh,
4: mm,
0: okay.
5: Such is the uh, the joys of. Uh, deciding to do a bit of painting in december looking forward to christmas uh, yeah i think so um not me and the me and the wife aren't really doing anything um mm. we're like you know like a tenner budget on each other sort of thing it's all for all for little man at the moment you know five-year-old in the house it's like of course we take yeah. a seat but yeah he's got everything um i think
4: um, so if you were going to have your ideal christmas stocking and we're talking about small individual things not a brand new compressor or a new airbrush or a new workshop
5: i have had a new compressor since, um, since the last show uh
4: what sort of things would you know if there's any partners out there looking to buy something for their uh significant other uh what what would you suggest would be a nice stocking filler so something not not crazy expensive, but a couple of these. I've obviously paints, yeah, but you know something a little bit different, something a little bit. I'm off a the, massive, off the end. massive
5: fan of cheap brushes from the works. Yeah, yes, um, yes, yes. the bald mirror or whatever they are, and you can get a pack of six of them for about two quid. And if you're doing oils, doesn't matter if it kills them after after like you know half a project, because okay. you've got the, they cost the square root of something decidedly not PG thirteen. Gotcha. Um, and yeah they do the job you know they are um sort of throw away yeah. um, and that's that's handy you know as long as you explain to said um said person you know these are for mixing your oils you know the the if they're expecting series sevens they're going to be a bit disappointed if they get a pack of six for two quid from the works
4: that's true um, that is true
5: um uh, a handy one that i've recently discovered and i'm enjoying using is i think we mentioned it on the main bit of the show vallejo liquid latex mask it's about four quid right um you just paint it on and then it dries kind of clear but greenish and then you can just paint over it and then it just peels off so you can mask tiny uh, little individual areas
4: um so things like trim, for example.
5: Yeah, things like trim. So um, I did it on the trim for my custody's jet bikes. I did that whole kind of fish scale thing. Yeah. And then sealed that in with, uh, you know, uh, varnished that in. And then I just covered the whole thing in liquid latex and then did the gold. Gotcha. And just sprayed over, oh, sprayed nice. over the whole thing and then just peeled the latex off.
4: That is handy, isn't it? Because gold is a bit of a pain. And then you, you end up in trim hell quite often, or at least I do yeah. it very frequently. Yeah, so being yeah, able I to mean, just mask these areas and then just spray willy-nilly, good job. Yeah. And then just, yeah, you can just
5: blast over I'm, it. I could have done, you know, I could have done the rest of the army after that or the the base and I could have done it with a rattle can um, if I had the right one sort of thing, so.
4: I've got a can of retributor armor I can send you. No,
5: no, it's all right. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Is that right?
4: Um, <laughs> I, I know your like, feelings on that particular. Yes, it,
5: it's an horrible, bloody horrible colour. It's like okay. iron brew, um, just without the redeeming features. Um, things like uh, small gauge masking tape for people who play Titanicus. You know, three mil, two mil, one mil. And his dog. Uh, uh, and his dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This
4: it's. So they, right. yeah, okay. So basically, what we're saying is some cheap, cheap and cheerful brushes from the works. Yeah. Liquid latex sounds like that's always going to be welcome, Mike. Always going to want to use that. Yeah, it's only about. Fasking tape is the sort of thing you buy. You don't tend to use a lot of it, but it's I, you know when you haven't got it, you miss it. So yeah. those kinds of things we're talking about, those kind of little knickknacks, things that you may not necessarily buy yourself when you're you know Element Games or whatever, looking for some paint, but they're useful things to have around the house, you know, and yeah. you, you wish you pack had.
5: A pipettes or. Coffee yeah, stir, you know. that's true. of like coffee stirrers, latex gloves.
4: Yeah.
5: Or, or nitrile gloves rather for airbrushing, so you're not um you're not airbrushing your hand. cough
4: um corks. You know you're a big fan of a cork
5: yeah but i am a big, I a, massive... a big fan of a
4: cork with attached to a bottle of wine though so. yes
5: yes i will is... obviously you know you can you can buy someone a nice bottle of wine and say i've got you a a model holder if you just sell a tape of two pence to the bottle of wine when you wrap it up then when the cork comes out super glue the 2p on the bottom so it stands up right, nice and sturdy and there you go you've got a component holder
4: comes with free wine
5: which comes with free wine yeah you know um and if it's got a nice label on it comes with free wine and a free vase and you know a component holder
4: yeah or candlestick as, you know, or in,
5: candlestick yeah there you go
4: my days in living in flat in brighton um anyway so there we go that's that uh in terms of sort of things to talk about today so one of the things that i've i always thought you couldn't airbrush when it was cold uh, um and i so i have been avoiding the airbrush because it's a bit nippy and i've got like an oh op- the shed it's not heated or anything and i thought oh if i do any airbrushing it's gonna do weird things is this a fallacy am i living in a myth um is it busted it
5: doesn't do we- it doesn't really do weird things but stuff doesn't dry very well okay uh, if you're if you're like me and you've got a hairdryer um hung up on the side of the desks not a problem because you give something a little spray and then give it a blast with a hairdryer and mm. then weep for half an hour because you have no other use for a hairdryer other than drying models <laughs> um yes you know um so but yeah i mean if you um undercoat is a load of stuff in these kinds of temperatures that we've got at the moment anything below about five or six and it's basically just going to stay wet forever i see until it warms up so um last year when i was doing like you know i was doing moirax in minus two yes um it was a case of because the paint I, all, all the tammy is obviously they're alcohol based so they're utterly not bothered by the temperature no of
4: course
5: um but it was a case if i had to hairdryer everything right because otherwise it would have still been wet until like march
4: yes okay good to know so... Oh. That's, yeah. a, that's a top tip because I've got some hairbrushing to do. I'd have to go and buy a hairdresser. Haird- hairdresser, I have to go and buy a hairbrush, hair, that uh, hair dryer. Hairdryer. I can't even remember; it's been so long since I've one. Yeah, tell me I've about it. I've kind of forgotten about them. You know, these things, brushes, that exist.
5: People use these, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've got, I've got nowhere I My missus has got dreads, so it's like, like yeah. the, the, there's 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 one person in the house who needs a hairbrush, and he's not old enough to do it himself without jabbing himself in the eye.
4: That's true. My wife does have a hair dryer, so I'll just go and nick that. Um. But yes, so there you go. That's good to know. So if I'm doing an airbrushing and it's like, oh my god, it's not drying. Hairbrusher, hair dryer, bzz, jobs are good and yeah, operating. We'll go. that's the,
5: you know that could be a doesn't have to be a you know no one's expecting for some something like that you'd say you know hundred quid job. Yeah. If you asked if you if you're short or something for somebody and you want spend about 15, 20 quid, get them a cheap hair cheap, cheap hair dryer.
4: It's, yeah, you're doing it now. I've got I'm completely screwing that. Okay, cool. It's that's, devoted
5: Enfield, mate. That's what. That's, that is. <laughs> Stop.
4: Stop it. <laughs> right now because this segment could come before you oh, know
5: yes yes that's a true big
4: reveal so just putting it out there yeah. uh anyway the other thing i was going to talk to you about is washes now i'll tell you what i'm doing you can have that kind of classic mechanic inhale of breath
3: mm-hmm.
4: and yeah yeah and then you can tell me where i'm going wrong right so right, yeah. bear with me folks out there brace yourselves So this is what my general painting technique has devolved into. (laughs) Okay, so I will find a colour and usually that will involve me undercoating it in black because that's the only colour to undercoat in apparently, according to me. Uh, And then I would apply a sort of base coat of darker colour and then a shade, you know, slightly lighter colour and then possibly, you know, then a lighter colour still usually the last two bits of kind of variations on dry brushing. I don't do edge highlighting as we talked about Uh-oh. for, a, and then what I'll do, this is, I feel bad about saying this. Then what I'll do is I will kind of mix up a very light mixture of your friend. Well, my friend anyway, agrax, possibly mm-hmm. some non oil in the mixer and quite a lot of Lamia medium and I will generally liberally apply that to the model that I've just kind of dry brushed up. Don't mm-hmm. I'm not finished yet, okay? To kind of take away some of its, you know, make it look a bit grimmer. Mm-hmm. And then I've started to go back over that with a very light dry brush so it doesn't look quite so horrible. I'm mm-hmm. um, oh. starting to do kind of pin washing, so like you suggested in, so just not doing that through the whole model, but you know, just doing the edges and stuff with you know proper kind of oil wash or agraps sort of, or something like that um i have found in the past that it's, it's made my models terrible because they suddenly become shiny because i've mixed it up wrong or something or the paint that i'm using just seems to go Wing, you want to have a shiny model and again dry brushing afterwards does help but what i'm trying to get to i suppose is that to get that kind of grim looked in feel which i like without the um feeling that i'm just basically wasting my time by kind of going over everything with a with a wash a whole wash uh, and i might as well I'm not bother you know, doing any kind of sort of tonal changes from dark to light
5: right oh right um
4: so the so doctor what what's the what can you do for me
5: well i wouldn't put it on anywhere where the sun's going to be hit or where light's going to be hitting it okay fair enough because um, you're not really going to like. I'm thinking silver for for you know that that Legion. What is what you is known for? Um, it's gonna. It is still going to catch the light, even if it's pretty knackered. Yes. And and dinged up. So um, avoid the top edges, bottom edges. Um, definitely, you know, have it um, more in the shadows. Unless you want to completely tint a model, I wouldn't wash it all over.
4: Yeah, and I think that's what I'm doing is I'm tinting the models. I think.
5: And uh, if you if you want to tint things, one uh, something that I've done before is you pick a highlight color. It's normally like an off white, so it could be like a bone or a bony type color or a deck tan type, sort of you know biscuit type biscuit color. color yeah. Of some description. Tammy
4: um, a biscuit color. Tammy,
5: Tammy, Tammy a various biscuit color. Yeah, he started yeah. something last year with that, did uh, yeah. did Henry, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and just use that for all your highlights instead of white and then that if you use it across everything regardless of what color you're highlighting then it puts a, a uniform kind of look okay, yeah. on everything yeah. so um if you had an old-fashioned what was an old-fashioned light kind of tan color that workshop used to do um was it graveyard earth yeah it's horrible color i'd like no pigment in it whatsoever um but you could lighten other colors with it okay I'm quite brilliant. well yeah um and just uh do that 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 kind of helps but stick your stick to your washes being in bits that where stuff would uh where either shadow or gunk would accumulate and okay, not, yeah. not you know not like everywhere. like on the top of a cataphractic terminators <coughs> you know that flat bit above his head yeah that's not going to gather anything really you might get a little bit of you might pin wash in that kind of um panel line yes around the top yeah but you're not going to get dirt and muckers that's not going to stay on there because no, i presume even you know i presume even the iron warriors jet wash stuff when they get back on board think you know, on you you know I what mean, i
4: mean yeah i agree you see okay.
5: terminators going through like a car wash like on a rack
4: i mean you'd expect there's probably people you know who are employed to do just that or tech yeah. or whatever to you know or maybe it's part of the code you know come in and it's like you can't hand your uniform in in that car what state do you call that get it sorted or it's yeah. 100 laps around the around the battle barge out, <laughs> yeah.
5: on the outside on the outside yeah you get <laughs> keel
4: hold around the con is it conqueror yeah. is that a yeah. ship i've think so i can't remember iron blood or something
5: probably. oh yeah yeah iron blood conquerors pangrons yes yeah, um
4: like
5: so yeah i just i'd like kind of just thinking uh in terms of um think in terms of just monochrome before you, you factor in the color so just be like right okay if this was if i was watching this in like you know kind of scandi noir mm-hmm. if, if if he was about to walk into a, a library with a tommy gun in a violin case. Yes. What bits would be lightest grey? What bits would be darkest grey? Right. Well, that's those those shadowy bits. That's where I'll put my the majority of my wash, unless I'm just trying to tint something.
4: Okay. Because I suppose this does segue rather nicely into the next topic of conversation, which is this. Which I'm going to start to do, and I'm going to try. So we we throw these words around like zenithal highlights, like you know, mm-hmm. you know the, well, i know what i'm talking about well, clearly i don't that's why i'm here speaking to you but a technique that's been talked about is you know undercoating in black and then spraying over with white or gray i assume mm-hmm. to create a sort of undercoated zenithal highlight yes and then applying your base color across that and that will naturally give you that darker and lighter version of that color
5: yes and that, that's exactly it you, you you thin down your subsequent colors so they are semi-translucent and you naturally get the gradient that you build up from wherever your light source is got you. so um the sort of given is from 45 degrees that's the kind of standard if you think you've got a plain black model that's been primed and then you aim aim your airbrush at it at 45 degrees and as it slowly rotates this is where little little rotating things come in handy um and you just slowly but steadily you keep your airbrush still and you just let it slowly spin round so you have very little paint flow otherwise you just drown the whole thing in white uh, yes whatever color you're doing but very gentle misting over and because you're not moving the brush and the model itself is only moving in one axis yes it it kind of from a physics point of view it's accurate that something coming from one direction is going to hit this object in that place yeah and obviously you don't have to do it through 360 degrees obviously because real real light sources just hit From one direction rather than from all of them at the same time because obviously Mm -hmm. zenithal means that in theory from directly above from the zenith so you're just spraying complete top-down view um so technically calling it zenithal highlighting for a 45 degree is uh, meteorologically incorrect
4: okay no worries Um, but the principle i guess is that you're kind of picking a single light source for the model and like that's the angle that it's coming from and yeah uh, we don't have to do it full 360
3: for example yeah
5: like um you know you can just do it from the front for um for you know beauty pageant army on parade type bit
3: mm-hmm.
5: um you could just do it on the back because that's the bit that you see and screw the guy you're playing yeah um <laughs> you know I'm like the back of your models look amazing why you, haven't you bothered only with painted
4: friends? them on one side because that's all
5: I, it looks great what, from that's my that's perspective I see, yeah. don't care what you you're old uh, mike mcvay trick if i'll paint this off because that's the far, that's the half that's getting photographed
4: um nice really
5: yeah, yeah. Um, Imperial Armor Volume One, Imperial Arm Modeling Masterclass Volume One. There's a Marauder Bomber in there. The far side of that model was not painted because Phil Stachinski's did it in three days because they needed an extra article for the book.
4: Uh, nice, so just painted the bit that's going to get or of
5: course. He, he, he like literally took a picture of it from from like how they wanted to photograph it
3: uh-huh.
5: and was like, right, oh, and he just had that as a reference and he just painted the bits you can see. Nice. The, back, the back of that Marauder's still bare resin
4: genius cool i guess that's what you do when you're a pro painter so yeah i'm gonna give that a go i've got a thanatar now uh it's a nice model i'm I'm, I'm gonna assemble him and have him painted over the xmas period Mm -hmm. um i think so that's my plan uh i've also got a big tank to paint because of course you know christmas isn't christmas unless i've got a big tank to paint luckily this is one that my my lovely brother gave me Sorry, this, to, the, uh, this is the Doom thing, you know, the Doom, Doom hammer. hammer. The, the French yeah. shredder, but the solar auxiliary version of that.
5: Yeah, what's the pointless one that he's got up in the loft that he doesn't want anymore? Is that the Cerberus?
4: He's got a Cerberus,
5: yeah. Yeah, is that, that's the Typhon with the big... The Typhon. Typhon that wants to be a laser vindicator,
4: isn't it? That's right, but it's actually worse than yeah. two of them put together. So, right. yeah, it's um, it's a, it's a weird model. that he, It looks... You know, that gun on the front, you'd think that's going to cause some bother. And it's like, oh, is that it? Not really the one to worry about. Right. That should be a D weapon, I reckon, range
5: D. Well, D like if the falchion is, yeah. it's, it's along similar similar lines to a falchion wave.
4: should be something like that, shouldn't it? Anyway, mm. so, yeah, so I'm going to – luckily, my Mechanicum and my Solar Auxiliary share a common home world, so they have a similar colour. Nice. Um, so I can – double up on that so rather than uh, you know, get mixing the paint getting it ready and then using it all over so yeah that's probably the plan um mm-hmm. i've i've actually run out of things to paint which is nice um oh. i'm going to paint something non-heresy and mm-hmm. this is going to involve the application of like a rust color and i okay. sought your advice on this didn't i so i wanted to a, comp- uh, a contrast color that goes against silver because silver was like I was trying another metallic but it just kind of got lost it just looked like one
3: mm-hmm.
4: plain thing and uh, so because there's a, like some light blue in there like a turquoise uh, you suggested a an orange to sort of contrast it off and I've gone for a rust colour that I'm waiting for Element Games to deliver
3: mm-hmm.
4: so uh, any tips with that? I've not used that before, I don't know if it's just orange whether it's like a specific rust type thing, I did actually buy some there's this Panzer Aces oh, range yeah. from Valero. So they have a light rust and a dark rust.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I thought I'd just buy a pair of them and see what they look like. Because yeah. they look pretty cool colours.
5: Yeah. Um, um, trick with rust is it's not metallic. A lot of people think rust is metallic and it's not.
4: It's kind of matte, isn't
5: it? Yeah, ru- ru- rust itself is matte. Mm. It's everything from um, sort of like dark chocolate brown up to... Selena Scott orange. <coughs> yeah. Um and everything in between and what you can do over the top which works really really nicely but is a bit of a pain to seal in is um pencil lead around the edges.
4: I remember you saying this. Yeah.
5: Yeah, just get like a, a 2b or something um or a hb but like a carpenter's one you know with a really yeah. thick wide lead in it and that you can just drag that down the edges so that you get that kind of um stippled various oranges and then you have some actual um so sort of like graphite, graphite for, for, for edges where Text you know because if if, if if something catches a rusty piece of steel and goes through that rust you are going to get a shiny patch underneath
4: so we'll see how that goes um i've one final question yes transfers you know my journey with transfers has been a long and arduous one Mm
3: -hmm.
4: finally getting to the point where i can actually apply them without them folding up on themselves which is always a trick i always struggle with this i don't know why i was getting the transfer off of the paper onto the model without Mm -hmm. it kind of folding up on itself it's just i don't know why Mm -hmm. i just seem to struggle with this conceptually um but anyway i've managed to get transfers onto models so that's good Right. right yep How do I stop that bit looking shiny? Now, am I applying the incorrect amount? I've got Microsoft and microset. Am I Mm -hmm. doing something wrong here?
5: No. It depends on the film that the actual transfer itself is on. And uh, older GWU ones used to be ferocious because they're, like, really thick and super-duper shiny.
4: Um, Um, I'm I'm using old Imperial Guard.
5: Yeah. They're going to be quite shiny and they're going to be quite thick. Um, But the way to do it is basically to, once you've got your your transfers and your decals all on, gloss varnish your whole model.
4: Whoa, steady yourself.
5: yeah, I know, I know.
4: I've got an allergy to putting any varnish anywhere near my model, so... I'm, all right,
5: well, buckle up, buttercup, because I ain't okay. finished yet. Um <laughs> You gloss varnish your whole model, so that, so, so that homogenises the shine. <laughs> yes. And then you map varnish it to kill all the shine.
4: Okay. You're asking a lot here, Rob. I mean, you're, you're taking me to the edge of my comfort zone and beyond. I know because that involves me getting gloss varnish and putting it on a model, which is something that I vowed I would never do again. And, and then varnish. putting some more varnish on top of that to stop the original varnish.
5: Yeah, this is not the time of year to be experimenting with that, unless you're talking about um, unless you're talking about some old spare bits and some old decals that you don't need. Because do not try and aerosol varnish anything at this time of year, because you was, will I've, ruin I've, it.
4: I've got some hard coat. In a pot, right? (coughs) And I've got some of the new Storm Shield matte varnish in a pot. But I also think I've got a Army Painter or Vallejo matte varnish because I don't trust Games Workshop for shininess. um, They love shine. I I hate
5: them. Michael might want to edit this if you've got an Army Painter one, then bin it.
4: Oh really? Okay.
5: Um, Yeah. (coughs) Um, Yeah. Uh, Get thine self to To Halford. Thou shalt go. (laughs) Okay. To halfords thou shalt go and buy yes. both um their aerosol gloss and aerosol matte lacquer
4: rob you're, i mean this is so far beyond my comfort zone that we're kind of almost looping back on myself when i came in on the conversation i mean Do we're you... talking now not only about the application of gloss which i can just about control with a brush you're now asking me to make such a leap of faith Mm-hmm. That it would literally be the equivalent of that bit in Avengers Endgame, spoiler alert, when somebody has to jump off the edge of the cliff or get thrown in one case yeah. to get the Infinity Stone. That's how far you're pushing me with this to yeah. apply with a spray gloss varnish to a model.
5: Well, to to, to take a similar view, I, I've looked into billions of possible futures and there's only one where you get rid of that shine from the decals
4: okay i'll take your doctor strange s <laughs> time stone approach yeah and i'll give it a go but again like you say don't do but, it in but this don't weather. do it
5: this time of year um wait until it's nice and warm so just hang fire with them till then and i'll i, I might come up and hold your hand and show you all my, i did it with all my wolves every single one of my wolves has been gloss varnished and then varnished over the top
4: i think i'm gonna need some some definitely a, a stiff drink. Stiff drink or two. <laughs> Which, that's probably the worst thing I could do because I'd be like, yeah, it looks great. Yeah, everything's shiny just like in the eighties. It's awesome.
5: Yes. Yeah, you know, it's th- that paint's never gonna chip. We can we can have a kick around play football <laughs> with it. And it's still gonna have its paint on.
4: <laughs> anyway, so there we go. Three questions, three superb answers. Uh thank you for your assistance as always. That's um all right i'm gonna go now and get some lunch before we'll i have to start work again so mm. just to clarify um a couple of hints and tips there maybe you know some of that varnish in the, the stocking rob's christmas stocking ideas yeah,
5: it's about seven it's about seven quid a tin so it's cheaper than the others and all cool the healthiest uh, one
4: maybe that's what we should do uh, a, a recommended christmas stocking for for, for people and um yeah, good, good shout on the uh, washing and what have you, and I'll look into that as well. And I will let you know how I progress. I'm going to leave the decals well alone now until things warm up. So it's like going into hibernation. I'm going to accept the fact they're going to be shiny for the interim, but a... I- Solution yeah, I mean,
5: you could you could get some airbrush varnishes, but I know I realise you've already got a heart condition. We don't want to push
4: things uh,
5: too fast too soon.
4: definitely. Oh. All right. I mean we just got the part where I can actually get decals onto a model and now we're talking about varnishing. And I know like people say you should varnish before you put the decal on, but even that yep. even that, frankly, is is too far for me currently. Anyway, let's see how we get on with my rehabilitation in the world of varnish uh, yep. in a future episode.
5: Oh, yeah.
4: all right well thank you very much for that rob and we're on to the next section whatever the crazed mind of what mind of one michael j Botterell uh dreams up we mm. shall be doing next
5: who knows who the hell knows
4: as <laughs> taters bye, bye. cool
1: So, now, finally, me and Mr. B are going to discuss our thoughts on the not-so-recently-released uh, Warhawk Solar War Siege of Terror book. Yes,
2: um, no, no, indeed. I
1: finally, finally, finally read.
2: Finally read. It only took me three days to actually read it once I started it.
1: Yeah, great. It's not even out three months. <laughs> it's an excellent book, though. It is. It, it, yeah. They have got consecutively better these books
2: yeah i think there's only
1: i be- do wonder i do wonder if the artist the, the artists well, they are artists in a way if the writers have sort of shared their workings with each other and they've all gone no i need to beat that
2: actually yeah there was um there was, I, I'm sure it was in an article or maybe an interview on um, the, the, the podcast they had for a while, uh, and basically, apparently, they all sketched out the rough idea of the book, yeah. what would happen in each, each of them, but nobody knew who was going to be writing each book, so it was sort of like the team would work out what goes into where, and then um, they would put Great. it all together um, individually as, you know, not knowing who was going to have it. I don't know if that makes any sense how i yeah, put yeah, it, but...
1: Perfect sense,
2: but it, it, it's all. It is. Intri- I mean, it, it was inevitable that Chris Raid was going to write this one, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean,
1: if it's scars related, that's the man for it. Yeah, um,
2: and, he's, and, and he's pretty good with the Death Guard as well because yeah. he's written. Um, oh, what was it called? Laws of Silence, the forty k novel.
1: Yeah, but
2: um, no, it's it's. Here's the thing.
1: That I know especially uh, uh Saturnine in this one, okay? Yep. Although the traitor primarchs are the most physically changed, they are stuck in their um pigeonholes effectively. Yes. And cannot so. shift from those. The loyalist Primarchs are the ones that are changing are becoming more adaptable. They're the ones that are actually changing more i think than the traitor primarchs oh definitely definitely I mean, because dawn you have, was very you have different in this. dawn being deceptive and sneaky um which are not traits that are you know associated with him whatsoever uh you've got jagatai basically saying to mortarian you know i, I can do what you do it's not a problem mate Know, it it did well it's it's nearly a problem um but i think that's that's the interesting thing i that i've so i'm i guess i'm going through it again so I've, I've, i hadn't really paid much attention to it and then yeah going through it again i was like yeah actually you know they the traitors are fitting into their stereotypes more than the loyalists are the loyalist primarchs although you know Dawn gets this hard deal for being a you know, stoic and, you know, unbending, unyielding kind of character. He, you know, he's, he's pretty flexible when he needs to be. I yeah, think was. that's something that the, the, you know, they're really getting across really well. You know, is that the although the physical changes are happening to pro- the traitors, the character and emotional changes are what are, are happening to the no one is unchanged by the events of
2: this siege basically no indeed they're not um i think they um i think they get that across very well i mean uh, uh sigismund for example his story is uh, quite, yeah. Oh. yeah i mean uh i mean uh, okay. I, I, when this new box set comes out i was like I, i've sort of been on the oh i might do alpha legion with the with the mark six marines and then i'm like mm, maybe imperial fists
1: yeah, that sounds like a brilliant idea. Um, yeah,
2: Big I mean, Sigismund's, everything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sigismund's absolutely epic in that book. But, oh, okay, but again, it's the first, you know, we're seeing the steps of it transitioning from 30k, he says in inverted commas, into 40k. Oh, very much so. You yeah. know, it's, it, this is a, another step on that rung of you know the heresy being put to bed. I know that's the idea, but narratively, you can kind of it becomes more focused in your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, it's which you know makes sense, but it's quite it's quite sad in a way. You think, oh god, he's you know, now he's getting this and that, and he's going to be this guy. So I still want some mystery left. You know, I just still want some mystery of, you know.
2: Uh, I like, think uh, they've done. I think they've done a good job of still maintaining some mystery. Just not all of it i mean they're not going to answer everything are they and I, I think that'd be bad if they did answer every question um but uh, what one thing i loved about this book though was the way they've taken lots of uh, you know he's taken lots of little bits of uh, of old fluff and he sort of put it together into this like the, the, the way the sky the sky uh platform oh the sky fortress it's, it's just sort of mentioned in the fluff back in the day as a as a sort of uh, and yeah this did this and then it suddenly oh actually you know we get some proper expanded fluff for it yeah yeah and
1: um obviously and it's different it's slightly different as well you know it's yeah uh, so originally it uh, wasn't it it was you know it, it, it one of them used it as their sort of main thing not as a gun platform to yeah and, and the um the, the the tank stuff is awesome
2: you oh yeah, know, the tank warfare is great.
1: Sikaran on Lehman Russ uh action. As soon as I finished reading that section, I was like said to Graham, You need to
2: read this because you won't sleep for a week. Yeah, he'd get very excited. He would. But uh no, the the, the tank combat was great and it 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 was fantastic how they managed to transition from that, you know, the long range stuff with the, the, the big the big guns to ta- you know, close quarters tank combat and then into, and they, you know, into basically uh, an unfettered melee. So there was lots of different types of combat in this book, which was good. Yeah. And um, I suppose it does finally answer the question, where on earth was the Khan when uh, Sanguinius and uh, Dawn boarded the uh, the Vengeful Spirit with the Emperor? Yeah. He, he was buggered up
1: in yeah he was having a little lie down somewhere um the Aldor story I thought was interesting
2: oh yeah yeah that was that was quite interesting
1: as 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 I would because you know because you get this you know you know, things to the future and the but where he's later noted as being mm-hmm. in a uh Abner book um you know, you're starting to. You can kind of see how he might be starting to get to the point where that may be where he where it leads him to.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I, I haven't read that book yet, but I've, heard, I've I've seen the spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, no. Uh, um, absolutely, um, because
1: yeah, you've got the effects of the Apollonian sphere. The Apollonian sphere. He gains a bit of his enemy that he kills every time well he's been killing all sorts of horrible nasty things and yeah. you know
2: it is interesting to see how that weighs on him yeah you know that this yeah. fantastic gift of a weapon that the emperor's given him and actually maybe it's more of a curse yeah but that's the emperor's gifts all round they're never quite what they seem yeah
1: it's yeah I really enjoyed that no yeah.
2: Uh,
3: um yeah. but yeah
1: no i yeah i i really enjoyed uh yeah i'm yeah, i'm listening through listening through it again at the moment because um you know i've listened to them all a couple of times around
2: yeah i need to listen to it yeah i've read it but i haven't listened to it so
1: i don't know i don't know if i can comprehend heresy
2: novels without jonathan Keeble's voice
3: <laughs>
2: yeah yeah i mean it's like a uh, Saturnine was a whole different book you know, you've got a whole under- different understanding when you listen to it as compared to reading it, so...
1: Yeah. The tone and, and context is slightly slightly tweaked. Yeah, which is good.
2: But, uh, yeah. yeah, so... Five, um,
1: five stars as, you know, for, for, for two thumbs up, whatever metric you wish to use.
2: I tend to use um, five stars because I use Goodreads, so... But, yes, uh, that it was uh, a good... Uh, it, It was a fantastic book, and I I really can't wait for the next. Have you seen the cover? Oh, I've I've lost you there. Chris? (laughs) Sorry, I lost you there for a moment. Oh, sorry. Hello? Yes, I got you now.
3: Okay, cool.
2: Okay, right. So, you, so we've just done the the five stars.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Okay. So I can't wait for the next uh, next installment. Have you seen the cover? I have.
1: Yeah. It is all the, the sanguineous that the um the, the gate is already my phone background. I, I pinched the image uh, from the preview uh, thing. I was like, right, that's definitely that's going on the on the on the mobile phone. So <laughs> he's, it, he's, it, that's it, my lock screen.
2: There's so only two potential the, the there's only two potential authors for it, really. I reckon it's going to be uh, Demski bowden
1: Yeah, I can I can see that. I'm completely on board with that. Um, yeah, it F- it, it promises, you know, is the thing that interests me the I think the most about this that the next book is where it's going to end.
2: Yeah, how how are they Whether, going to do the 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 boarding of the of the of the ventral spirit yeah. Will it be will the that action be one book or will it just be part of the book? Because
1: also you've got the aftermath of that as well. So
2: I think they've already said that the 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 very last scene will be the emperor being placed into the the golden throne. Yeah, I can't remember where I've read that, but I'm sure I've read something that said that that literally the last scene is 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 the emperor being interned at the golden throne and and then that's it
1: yeah so do not do not press go do not get 200 pounds
2: but we know that they've gone back to it already we've had a couple of short stories um which we'll talk about probably next month i don't know if you've read them yet
1: i haven't yet no i do need to
2: crack on with those actually yeah, they're not very long. You'll 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 no. manage. You'll knock out all three of them very quickly. But the the there's the, some very good ones. But it, it, it They are willing to go back. I think, and I don't think this is the 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 end of the the siege. Will be the end of the heresy. Yeah, I think we'll get yeah. fillers, not fillers, but
1: there's yeah. There'll be a lot of little gaps that they they you know little stories that they couldn't include in other books that they'll think they want to go back to, and you know. I, I can't see that being the last thing that's published with the under the Horse Heresy series.
2: No, definitely not. And uh, do will they do the scouring?
1: Well, who knows?
2: Who knows?
1: They will put Have a nice little lie down and a break for a minute
2: or two. <laughs> or a year year or two. Yeah. I tell you what you should read, and I know this is completely off. Yeah, you know, it, this is a tangent, but it's it's sort of heresy related, but it's a it's a forty k novel. Belisarius' call, the great.
1: Oh World. yeah, you, I saw you saying about that the other day.
2: Yeah, it is. It's basically a heresy book because it's it takes place in the immediate aftermath of of the heresy with Belisarius' call, and it sort of like explains how he became who he is, and gotcha. It, it sort of finishes his heresy story up because. Huh. Yeah, he was in um, Wolfspear? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, the one with the wolves, uh, going yeah. after Horus, which was quite a good, good book. And it sort of fixes some of the contradictions in his law that people had.
1: Right? Uh, okay, cool.
2: Because it was like, okay. wait a minute, if he if he developed the Space Marines, what was he doing as a you know backwater planet as some random tech addict?
1: Yeah. Anyway, people p- move around. They
2: do, they do. Anyway, right, I will let you get on with your evening and I will get this episode put out. Wonderful.
4: Next up, we are joined by Marcus from uh, Moritan who has kindly agreed to speak to us on this Sunday morning about all things from the awesome line of things that they or he has created and that we've featured on the show on numerous occasions and linked to in our Facebook page. And we were really impressed with the with stuff. It looks amazing. It's got a very cool uh, kind of heresy aesthetic. And we just really wanted to find out a little bit more. Plus, you know, Christmas is coming. And, uh, you know, a couple of these in my the stocking wouldn't go amiss so first
1: of'll pass, pass that on to, pass that on to the relevant, to, to to the relevant you relatives
4: right. uh first of all, thank you ever so much Marcus and a very good morning to you
0: Good morning, hi nice to meet you
4: so uh let's start then so we always kind of ask this question when we interview people but what we're kind of interested here is how on earth did this all start out for you how did you get into this hobby you know was there like a particular moment that you can think of where you went this is the hobby for me and um, really about how you went then from like I'm assuming from a sort of player into actually creating stuff uh, that people can purchase so pretty big question but we'd love to find out um, what was the kind of main thing that brought you into this hobby
0: well, when i when i was younger uh, i did already do some some scale modeling stuff like um, ships or spacecrafts and so on and i also played a lot of uh, video games and mostly strategy games and it always annoyed me in the strategy games that you have only one tank with one weapon and then maybe you have a small buggy with a machine gun and in total you have like five or six units um, and you're you're fighting your opponent, and then in in my school I um I found a group of, of people who were playing uh, Warhammer 40K, and um I joined them and I, I talked to them and they showed me the, the codex, um from the from the turanids, right. um, I looked through it and they had so many options how to build these creatures and how to do attach different arms and different hats and so on and I thought hey that's that's exactly what I was looking for that's a strategy game okay it's not on the computer it's in, in reality and um, I can do some scale modeling here and I have so many options to to add my own ideas like different heads or different arms or, or legs or make some conversions by myself and I was really yeah. happy to 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 find this kind of uh, hobby because gotcha. I have heard of it before, and that's where where I started in my in my school time. I think it was in the ninth ninth class. So I was something like fourteen. Gotcha. Wowzers. You, go, you
1: You you went from video games into it because often you know we've talked about this in the past that what what the crossover is and what draws people into it. I think. Yeah, you, know, from, you know, video games. You know, they, they are a gateway drug to to hobby. I mean, that's clearly <laughs> yeah, really me, proven it, here. It really
0: Was uh, the possibility to to customize your models, and uh, and I thought that that is such a great idea because if you if you build a historic um, ship or um, let's say an Apollo spacecraft that landed on the moon, you have to be very accurate, and there's no much not much uh, space for your own ideas. You just recreating or rebuilding something uh, that already existed and I thought that's a little bit boring and I wanted to do my own stuff there quite early so this Warhammer thing was at that time really the best the best I could find.
4: When you were talking about that it reminded me of uh, actually I was thinking about there was a really cool tank in I think it was either Command and Conquer or Red Alert, and it had like this double-barreled barrel thing, which I don't think I'd seen up to that point. But just when you were talking about tanks in uh you know, sort of strategy games, I was, that was the first thing I thought of. This big, like, heavy tank that was in there. Maybe that's where all the where it all started for me too. Um, did, did you continue the hobby? Because quite often, what we found is that you know you play it when you're kind of at school, or you know, and then there's usually a kind of like a little bit of a gap where you maybe come back to it or have you been continually kind of playing it from that point
3: on
0: Mm, yeah it was quite continuous I had a little bit of um, a downtime during my university time yeah I I didn't have enough time to to do any hobbies I um, I didn't went uh, skiing at the time and um, or or motorbike riding or any of my other hobbies so also the tabletop um, was was quite short but yeah, same I, here. I, I never stopped completely, so I I always had some some paints. Most of them were dried up, but <laughs> I had the ability <laughs> to to do something if I wanted to. do. And um, it also really helps me to to get down and to, to clear my head when I'm when I'm painting for some hours and I'm not thinking about anything else. And that's really helping me a lot.
2: Mm. Gotcha. Uh, what what did you study at university? Is it something related
0: or Completely different um, <laughs> industrial engineering I think it's called it's a mixture ah, of it so mm, yeah, between engineering and business administration
2: yeah so so it would have uh, it definitely would have had a um what's the word I'm looking for L- uh, some relevant skills
0: yeah <laughs> yeah definitely um i i had a a course where we were learning um three d modeling um for simple me- mechanical parts like you have um, a metal plate and then you make some holes in it and how you how you're constructing these holes and the diameters and how you're adding the, the measurements correct mm. and so on and during this this course i started to yeah, to, to build a small tank as a, as, a, as a small project because i was a little bit bored and that's actually how all this Idea or how this project from from what he then really started, so if I wouldn't have gone to this course to learn how to 3D model, I wouldn't be sitting here wow. uh, now with you
4: <laughs> cool and I, and I guess that kind of um, quite nicely goes into the next part of that question, which is you're yeah, going from sort of playing sort of as a hobbyist to actually creating stuff professionally how did How did you manage to do that was that was that a conscious thing or was it something that just happened over time for you?
0: Yeah, that it, it was not not planned at all when when I started. So um, in this in this university course, I then started to to make my my first tank, uh, the the Mortian main battle tank, and um, it was a uh, project for myself. So I started to to collect the death corpse of Creeks. Um, oh yeah and uh, i had some some infantry units and some heavy weapons and stuff like this and then i bought the macharius uh, heavy tank and then i I needed some smaller tanks uh, but um, i didn't like the design so much of the of the tanks available so i started to to design my own version and um, in the beginning it was just like uh, okay i need three copies or four copies for my own army and that's it that was yep. the complete uh, scope of the, of the project and um, i i was active in, a, in an uh, online forum at the time and i posted links of the of the tank and uh, a, a pictures of the tank and um, yeah showed my progress over over the time and i really had no 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 idea how to uh, how to model at that time it was a lot of try and error and um, a lot of experimenting and and so on and the people answered me and, and wrote some comments like hey this looks good this does not look good um, maybe try this try that and so on and um at some point people asked me where, where can i buy this model when will it be released and i was thinking um, it's not planned to be released it's just my <laughs> my let's say gap filler between the courses in my in my university so it's uh I, I i don't sell it and then some some guy from australia asked me hey this looks totally great um where can i buy it what is the price and, and i'm like I'm, I'm, I'm not selling it <laughs> and, and after a time i thought mm, maybe i should start selling it yeah and i had no idea about how to run a business or anything like that And um, so i I went to the administration here in, in Munich and said, hey, I, I want to start a business. How, how does it work? And they said, yeah, you pay 40 euro, and then you get a piece of paper, and it says, you're a business owner now. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I started my business. And nice. And I, I um, talked to my grandmother, because she was my, my first investor. Yeah, she gave me 5,000 euros because I had to to make the first prototype Mm. and this was in 2008. So printers, 3d printers were not so common and not so cheap at that time and didn't have a good quality. So I had to make a prototype for the first tank that cost me, I think around about 3000 euros just for the parts. And it was done in, in, in wax. So, um there are some printers 3d printers for jewelry stuff and you print for example yeah. a ring in in wax and then you you make a sand mold and then you can pour in the the metal and the the wax <coughs> gets liquefied again and it flows out and then you have the, the the metal ring and this was the best uh technology at the time so i made the complete prototypes out of out of wax and um I was totally afraid that if if I ship it, then it could melt during the shipping time, or it could break because it was quite brittle and so on. And yeah, then I started to to make some some casts of this of this of these parts and started to sell them. I Made a very small um, uh, web page and, and a shop and I started selling them. Nice. And then, I was totally surprised because I, I didn't do any advertising or so on, and people started buying from Australia, from Poland, from America, um, from all over the world. And I was like, "Hey, how, how do you guys know know about this project? I I haven't told anybody." <laughs> <laughs> it's one, um, forum we have been. Uh, I was posting some some pictures, and that's it. And um, then I, I had it running. During my university time, so as a as a side project, but um, it was quite a lot of effort to do all the, the text stuff, then the the orders, and bring the parts to the uh, uh, to the post office, and so on. And um, I was really not conv- convinced about this. And then I started my my full time job uh, after my university. I was working at as an as an engineer and in, in different uh, companies but i was never so really happy with these kind of jobs because they were um yeah, you, you're, you're one small gear in a in a big in a big mm-hmm. company and you can't really change anything or have any big impact on and um, then i took some, some time off and made a quite long uh, motorbike trip through england and scotland and and ireland and so on and thought about what do I want to do uh, in my life, and then I I made a business plan to to make the Mortian stuff as a full-time job, and I, I went to a bank and said, hey, this is my idea. Um, do you think this is this is realistic? And um, uh, can I get some money? And they told me, yeah, sounds good. You have a bunch of money to <laughs> and so it started. And yeah, then I made a, a Bigger web shop and um, some more products, and then it started to to grow and becoming more and more products and more and more ideas in my head, uh, what to do next. And uh, yeah, that's re- I re- at the beginning I really had no plan. I just started and just did it and thought, okay, let's see how how where, where this is going. Wow, it's a
4: heck of a journey. I mean, that is amazing. <laughs> Uh, that's really cool. I guess, like say, the, the you kind of must sort of known you had a good product there because you know people were without really doing anything in sort of marketing, the people were were desperate for this. So, yeah, really cool. Um, it, it sounds like well, I, have, you know, I have one quick. On. Well, I, I
1: guess your your grandmother was quite happy with her investment in um in sort of setting you on your sort of saying that it was going to actually make you happy. Um yeah as opposed to, you know, like I said, being in a normal job that you weren't going to enjoy. So I imagine for her, there was quite a lot of satisfaction in knowing that she sort of played a big part in in starting
0: that journey for you. Yeah, she she was very happy about that I could start my own company. She I think she didn't really understand what I'm doing there. I find, <laughs> need some money to buy some tank parts and all this more stuff. stuff. But she, she accepted it and she said, okay, do your thing. Just give me the money back when you when you have it, and um, sure. that's it Brilliant. Oh, nice
4: that's really cool um and again I suppose it's uh it's were there any sort of specific challenges there i mean it, I, I like the idea of kind of like having the the motorcycle journey you know through sort of uh, england and then into ireland as a sort of little bit of a head clearer because i think we've all kind of gone through that at some point and that realization that you know i'm just a very small cog in a very big wheel at work and is that really what i want to do for the rest of my days so so it's, it's excellently better sort of leverage your talent to, to do something else there
2: um uh, the uh yeah, Michael. yeah um uh sorry no <laughs> apologies um Where'd the company name sorry I hear a German accent and I just try and speak the language and I shouldn't yeah, was, because but, but... I haven't spoken it properly since I was like five.
0: So no, no, it, was, it was correct. Yeah, That's my
2: good. sorry, I I I'm I am i am part German, so um
0: Okay, where are you from? Uh East Prussia. East Prussia.
2: Yes.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh,
2: which is now part of Ger- <laughs> Russia, so <laughs> um yeah, my my family's from there. But but anyway, so where did the company name actually come from?
0: It's, it's, um, the, 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 M comes from Marcus. Yeah. RT is from my last name, uh, Ortenburger. So the, the first three letters of my last name uh-huh. and Ian, yeah, it has no meaning. Yeah. I was, I was posting these pictures, um, when I started under my, under my nickname, which was Mort at the time. So just M and O R T. And um, then another user proposed, hey, why don't you call this tank Mortian tank? And I thought, yeah, why not? I mean, sounds good. Okay, let's do it. And so it was not even my idea. And (laughs) um, at the beginning, also, my my company or my my web shop had another another address and another branding and so on. And um, when I decided to do it as a full-time job, a lot of people were referring to this tank as the mortian tank so i thought yeah why not using this name that is already established established between the, the players so everybody knows it and use it as a, as a company name and that's what i did and now i also use it as an as an artist name so on my new passport it will be it will be written next to my Official names. So it will be an artist names. no Now it's very official. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. That's really cool. Um,
4: what's been the you know what's been the biggest challenge then from from your point of view of sort of starting making that switch between, um you know working full time and then setting up your own company was there, uh, were there lots of sleepless nights or did it all go fairly smoothly?
0: No, it's it's like a roller coaster. Up and down all the time is still up and down. I'm doing it now for three years, and when the when the revenue is good, I'm I'm happy. And when there's a, a gap for some days, I'm thinking, okay, what what happened? What did I do wrong? Um, was there a change in the Google Analytics that my web pages now uh, scored down and nobody finds it anymore, or is there was there a rule change and my products are not not usable anymore, or what happened? And then um, I'm, I'm really concerned. And then two days later, I'm I'm happy as hell because I'm, I had a new idea for a product and it's, I get a good feedback from the community and it's like, yeah, up and down all the time.
4: Gotcha. Well, <laughs> definitely sounds like a roller coaster. Yeah. Ter- certainly more, too too much for me to handle, I think, to be honest with you. Um, in terms of the kind of products that you have at the minute, um, mm-hmm. what... Where do they fit? So, obviously, kind of like we, we there's a numerous sizes of tank in Heresy, and they're kind of basically the same as the 40k range. So, we've got the kind of predator sized tanks, we've got the Lehman Russ kind of sized tanks, and then we're on to the Macarius, which you mentioned, and then the next step up is the you know the big old super heavies like the Bane Blade. What sort of if I was wanting to because I saw a great picture, so I think we've done a full kind of like tank company but mm. in using all of your tanks, and it looks spectacular. Um, oh, yeah. What would be, what, for sort of heresy players, so given those sorts of things, what, what sorts of things should they be looking for? So, for example, if they wanted to use your tanks instead of the kind of 40k Predator model, or your tanks instead of the Lehman Russes, and also sort of Macarius and above size.
0: Yeah, it's, um, hmm. so, so first of all, my, my tanks, they, they don't really fit exactly the... Of course, dimensions of the um, tanks from Games Workshop, um, because I i wanted to, to change the shape and the overall geometry a little bit to make them a little bit longer and, um, um not so uh, stunty, let's say. Yeah,
4: they are kind of crunched like up, aren't they?
0: You're right, yeah, yeah. so, um. Therefore, they, they will not fit 100% to to the models from Games Workshop. But um, what I see from a lot of my customers, they use either the Mortian MBT or the Medium um, tank as a replacement for, for Lima Russ. Um, the Mortian MBT is mostly used as a command tank because it's a little bit bigger. And then the Medium tanks are just the uh, Lima Russes. Um, but lately, I found that some people are also using the Mortier MBT as a replacement for the uh, Malkador tanks. Oh, yeah. And to be honest, I never thought about this, but they fit really, really well. The Malkador is also a little bit longer, and um, the outer dimensions fit quite quite good with the Mortier. Mm, and on. then for the Macarius, I just released the um, uh, heavy tank um, some, some weeks ago which uh, would be a replacement for this one and for the Baneblade or bigger tanks I don't have any replacements yet Gotcha,
4: so it's basically up to kind of Macarius size roughly speaking Cool, yeah. good to know Any and plans for doing a big big tank? <laughs> he says <laughs>
1: um, with, with all joy of all hope and all, uh, <laughs> love dreams love in them. his eyes
4: I love the tanks, I mean they are just beautiful but uh, you know there's something I, I do like a big tank. Anyway.
0: Um, yes, it's planned. But plan. um, one, one, one second. Um, I also have the the crawler line where everything is, is um, running around with legs. And um, my idea is also to to have these crawler tanks as replacements for Alina Lima Russia. Oh, The weapon la- layout is the same. And, um, for example, the super heavy crawler um, is... Or could be used as a replacement for a bane plate or one of the bane plate uh, variants. Um, if you use uh, the main hull as the dimensions, the problem with crawlers is always the legs that they need so much space, so the model gets quite big. And I tried to, to make them small already as, as possible, but there would be a replacement for um, a bane plate then the heavy crawler could be a replacement for um, uh, a Malkador and the medium crawler could be replacements replacement for mm. Lumi Raspanks. So if you want nice. to, your, your army completely on legs, that should be possible.
4: Because I, mean, I suppose that would be great for, if you're doing like a Mechanicum army as well, because Mechanicum Reductor have got a kind of all vehicle mm-hmm. list and that yep. would look super cool for that, wouldn't it, thinking mm-hmm. about it, because they haven't got any specific models for those as well. Um so that's awesome. So that 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 clarifies that. So that's brilliant. Um I also noticed that you've started doing some kind of Zone Mortalis style scenery as well. Can you can you talk us through that? Because obviously Zone Mortalis is a is a very popular um pastime for heresy players.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that started from a completely different project. Um maybe I have to to explain it a little bit more. Sure. Um my idea is to use my my models, which I which I have designed, and so I have the 3D models of every tank, and not just for making um, tabletop games, but also to make a an, an video game. And um, so we we set up a an, an demo game already, and it's possible to drive around with with one of the tanks. And I needed some some more terrain, and I thought, okay should I do everything by my, by my own now and um, make some bunkers and some buildings and so on. And then somebody told me, hey, why don't you make some something that fits to the zone mortalis, um, which you can then also use in your own um, PC game. So I said, okay. And then I, ma- I made some walls and started very small. And then, you know, one, one thing leads to another. And then I made some... Some more detailed parts and and all these um, uh, this reactor, this ball sphere-like reactor thing, and some some pipes and some uh, shrines and um, uh, this uh, grave thing and uh, with a lot of candles and I must Mm. say I really love these candles. (laughs) They look so (laughs) awesome when you when you print them and they're so small and that's really really nice and. When I started, I didn't really had a plan what what to do, uh, or what kind of terrain part I, I want to do. My only idea was to have these parts as um let's say add-on parts. So you don't have to rip apart your existing um terrain and mm-hmm. rip some walls, but that most of the parts are used to put on top of the existing terrain. So if you have a table that you built for the last years, um you can just add these parts to your existing table and give it some more detail. Um, there are some small parts where, where you have to replace an existing wall um, because it was not possible to do in another way. But most of the parts, like 90%, are just add-on parts that you can use additionally to what you already have.
4: Don't Gotcha. That's Very a great nice. idea. That's a really good idea. Like yeah. say, so not having to sort of take <coughs> bits of your lovely Zomortalis out, but just sort of adding additional things. You mentioned the video yeah. game there. So if I've got this right, are you kind of like creating sort of assets that people can then then use in video games like for something like Unity or something? Or, or is it no. the plan no. to have a kind of a full video game?
0: Yeah, it's more like a full video game. Um, it, maybe you know World of Tanks or what? Yes. where you yeah, have yeah, yeah. like like an ego shooter, but you're playing Tank versus Tank. Yeah. And my idea is to do something similar because I, I already have the <laughs> d files from the tanks and they just just need some texturing. Um and then an, an engine where they can drive around and shoot each other. And let's say the, the basic the base frame of this of the game is already is already done. And we are just uh, we just have to add the different models.
4: And that would be wow. cool. That would yeah. definitely be cool. You know,
0: because Chris and I used to play
4: uh, World of Tanks uh, with my brother uh, quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, yeah, doing that in uh, those sort of sci-fi uh, style <laughs> tanks that would, that would be yeah. amazing. So, yeah,
0: definitely. I, let us
4: know how you get on with that, because we'd love to try that.
0: I think it, it gives uh, it would give me a lot of possibilities, because uh, what's under World of Tanks, they're a bit yeah, restricted by their realism. So they yeah. don't have any... Um, Freaky weapons, or laser weapons, or stuff like this, yeah. or some um, some other game mechanics there, where you have some some I don't know a, a shot uh, or an, 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 what's it called, an, a bullet there that then tracks the enemy that is hit or something like this. So yeah. you can really add some some crazy game mechanics um, and explain it to the science fiction setting and. Um, that, that's my my idea to to really, um, yeah, just not just make a, a tank versus tank shooter where you can shoot and maybe have a have a smoke launcher and um, have some capture points, but to really implement some crazy game mechanics to, nice. to represent the science fiction setting even more. Huh?
4: Yeah, I mean that sounds absolutely awesome. Let's like, say so keep us posted on that because we've been very keen to play that. So, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, but I say the scenery does look great, and like would say the idea of being able to Kind of um, add this to existing things. I think it's genius.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I also have some 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 more ideas for the zone mortalis. Um, um, range from games workshop because I really like the that you can build um, have some uh, a very dense and very storytelling uh, table with it. So <laughs> you have some um, <coughs> merchant. Uh, stuff that came out uh, recently i think it's a great addition and you can really move away from a simple game where you put your army on on each side and then roll some dices and um, uh, determine who is the winner to telling a story and to 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 getting into the um into the 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 history or into the background Mm -hmm. even more Mortalis
1: yeah. so, we'll now, especially with the the plastic range, it makes it more of a like a role playing game mm-hmm. than a a tabletop war game, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because although the terrain is fairly modular, because it you know you can interpret it in any multitude of ways now. You know, like you say, you can create pretty much anything, and yeah, you can create little stories quite easily. You know, like towns being harassed by you know militia and things like that if you want to mm. you know if you're making adding more elements to those stories with what you're doing as well that's you know it's it's always good
4: yeah, I, think, detail. Uh, I think mr b uh, michael definitely you know went down when we we looked we reviewed the the new plastic stuff and it was like michael says i'm going to put some into my zone for that very reason so that's really cool too yeah um, Are there any other kind of projects you've got in the on the horizon that you can share with us? I mean, obviously, if you don't want to, that's totally understandable. Uh, One of Rob did ask if you were going to branch out into maybe things outside of tanks, so possibly flyers in the future, or is it you're going to kind of keep in this area?
0: Mm, Yeah. So first of all, I I don't have a a, a, a sorry, I don't have a plan. (laughs) So it's I don't have. a list of uh, these are the next projects and I want to do this project in January and the next project mm-hmm. in February and so on. Um, I always take as much time for, for each tank or, or miniature or whatever um, as long as it takes to, to be finished and so that I'm happy with it and I can say, okay, this is n- not rushed and not pushed out to have it finished, but this is now done and I'm happy and um I'm happy to sell it to to somebody so he can have fun with it with it as well.
3: Yeah, I,
2: I, I suppose not having shareholders at work gives you a bit more artistic freedom to get things the way you want them rather than having to get it out in order to meet a
0: deadline. Yeah, I think this is a very important, and I'm sometimes working together with other artists as well, um, especially for miniatures and stuff. And I also tell them, take your time. Um there's no pressure if you need more time it, it's okay, because I think in the end um the customer will be will be happier if he have if he has a good product rather than uh, the product one week or two weeks earlier mm.
2: um, yeah, it's been said many a time you know um in video games in tabletop games. nobody remembers when a game is late, but they do remember when a game is bad.
0: Yeah. And sometimes I, I I make some some small stuff like like a weapon or um we just want to have it finished, yeah. And then I I'm so angry at myself <laughs> years later that I that I rushed it at that time because I, I just wanted to save, I don't know, half a day or something. And um then I, I have to change it later on, and uh, then I redo it and make an, an update to the to the to the kit um, because it uh, it annoys me so much. I, I can't I can't have this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally get where you're coming yeah. from. Uh, so about, cool. yeah, but about new projects, um, I'm currently working on um, super heavy tank, um, Macario sized with a turret. At the moment, I have only released the version with the the fixed gun. Mm. And and then I also want to make um, a transportation tank um, that is based on the same chassis. And maybe some artillery, but I'm not so sure about the artillery stuff at the moment. Um,
4: Personal question. Right? Do do you have? Or I can't think if I saw it in the range because there's a tank that's very very hard to get hold of in Heresy. In fact, it's almost impossible to get hold of, which is the Macarius with a with the big plasma gun. Uh, I think it's called an Omega. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have an equivalent there? Because if you do, I'm just going to go and buy it now. But um, <laughs> so it's it's like the Macarius-sized model, but with the the big plasma gun on it.
0: Yeah, I have the the Macarius-sized um, tank um and it comes with a with a twin gatling gun a twin uh, regular cannon gun and a big plasma gun so you can get every version out of it and um, the weapons are changeable quite easily um so you have all the options with one model
4: okay we'll have to get the link to that because that's going on the christmas list Brilliant. <laughs> I was trying to find that. So there you go. Fantastic stuff. Because yeah. that is yeah. a real pain to get that. And it's a great tank, actually, for its points. Um, so in terms of, like I say, new pro- also, it's very community-led, I get, you know, because obviously I follow your page on Facebook and, you know, mm. you kind of put some suggestions out there for people and see what people like, which I think is really cool as well. You know, to yeah. sort of try and see which, which which things they think is going to work best for people. So so I really like that approach as well. I'm like not saying that kind of uh, commitment to kind of quality, I think, is really important.
0: It's a little bit connected to my way of working, because when I start a new project or a new thing, um, I don't have an... A finished idea in my head i have some design elements for example i want to have the, the tracks being visible in in the front or it to be covered in, in the rear something like this but i don't know exactly how the shape will be and um, i do a lot of experimenting and try different shapes and different arrangements where it's the, where the gun it's the driver and so on and um, so it's more like a try an error development rather than a, this is the goal and this is the way to reach the goal and to go there directly and i really like to to share my my ideas and my thoughts with the community because sometimes they're, they're coming really good ideas uh, back from the community mm. and, and then i can implement it and um, yeah so i think it's, it's a good way for both sides um, yeah
4: I mean, from our point of view as a sort of consumer it's great to see that creative process you know the sort of things you're thinking about and and again getting feeling that you're able to give you feedback and say actually what we really cool is if it was this or if it was on that side you know that really helps as well so i think it's a really great approach um, and definitely you know, helps with quality of the, the product that you're, you're making um final question
1: just,
3: really from I'm, just is, going to, I'm just going to quickly, oh, sorry,
1: quickly in, interject um so i see oh um that you do like infantry as well do you is it yourself that does that or you know, say you work with other artists is that saying that somebody else does sort of yeah for um, you or is
0: that you, you as, as well as no this, this this was done by by another artist yeah. because i can i i can do mechanical stuff very good so tanks yeah machines, everything like this but also organic stuff like skin or fabric i can't really do by myself i tried it several times but i'm i'm not good at it uh so i'm working together with with artists that are specialized on doing organic stuff for miniatures and they do it for me awesome
3: very cool
0: yeah
2: it's 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 excellent it sounds daft but it's sort of really good when you know where your limits are so you can ask for help if that makes any sense
0: yeah definitely um when I when I think about my company, I I always think about what is what is my where where can I add the most value, and I think it is in in doing new designs, but for example, not in doing the logistic uh, process behind, or not doing the the tax administration stuff. Mm-hmm. So I try to get an, an, a partner for every of these other topics so that I can focus on what I can do best and they can focus on what they can do best. And um, it's going quite quite well um, this way.
4: Brilliant. Sounds awesome. So I think that's probably all the questions from us. Um, unless you gentlemen have got anything to add? Uh, I can't think of anything. No? Chris? Sorry, my
1: mic's not working for some reason there. Um, I'm just trying to think, actually, very quickly. Just having a quick... Oh, well, going so to actually, out? one one oh, other thing I was actually one quick thing. So because obviously you sell sell the STL files for various bits and pieces yep. as well, mm-hmm. and the designs. That's saying that you were, you know, you, you invested a in, lot like, in the actual manufacture of of your products. That's saying that you you've you thought about sort of expanding more into, or is it you're going know, to continue as a sort of a, a manufacturer as opposed to a supplier
0: of? Yeah, that's a difficult question because I. I think the 3D printing um is a is a very good uh, change in the hobby because it gives a lot of people possibility to be creative by their own to make some changes to to models and so on or to, to print their, their own ideas. And I would love to just sell um 3D files. It's for me it's so much more convenient. I don't have any storage costs, I don't have any yeah. uh, stocks that I have to buy upfront and um so it it's really it's really convenient for me. But um, I also see how a lot of people are sharing the files in mm. some groups or some telegram groups and so on. And I also talked to some other artists, and they told me it's it's really becoming a problem um, for the artists to earn money because once the files are released, for example, after a Kickstarter, um, the files are shared immediately. In in different uh, groups and so on so they don't really make or at least the, the few artists i talked to don't make any any big uh, revenue afterwards yeah but i said
2: okay, yeah uh, 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 yeah i mean on the one hand it can eliminate logistical issues when shipping to countries like say brazil mm. where, where i know they do have a lot of shipping you know customs issues but as you say the piracy is a
4: a big problem, isn't it? I think it's going to, yep. until there's such time as you can kind of almost sort of DRM those files to the point, you know, where that they can't be copied easily and shared easily. But it's always going to be an ongoing battle, you know, the same thing with video games. But I totally get your point that, you know, just creating stuff and then putting new ideas out there and getting paid for those would be the ideal. It's just, at the moment, the way it works is, say as soon as somebody gets hold of it, it's sending it all over the planet and people are losing revenue from their kind of hard-earned ideas and 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 you know all the effort they've put into it so yeah i can totally see where that is so it's going to be interesting to see how how that affects things going forward because um it's going to affect a lot of you
0: know, manufacturing a little bit to the to the music industry so um some yeah. years back when when all this file sharing started um the revenue for the artists really went down and then the other ways of, of listening to music came up like spotify or something like this um where the customer is, is happy to, to pay a little bit of fee to the to Spotify and then the artists get their money uh, from them. And it's so much easier than to share files and um, have your own uh, yeah, storage of different artists and so on. So maybe that's the future here as well, where you have some kind of sub- subscription, yeah, model subscription to, model, yeah. to files and then you can... Yeah, print these files directly on your printer, but you don't really own the files and don't have a possibility to share them or something like that.
4: Yeah, I think you're right. And then it becomes a convenience, doesn't it? Because I think that was the thing, you know, with pirating music, for example, was it, it was a little bit of a chew on, whereas if it's just on Spotify, you can just go and find it straight away and you kind of pay for that convenience and obviously then the artist get something rather than getting nothing but yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how the how these things affect you know how this how disruptive that's going to be in terms of technology but anyway um as we're kind of getting towards the end where what's the best place so if i want to go now and buy some of these awesome tanks where's yeah. the, where's the best place to go what do you what's what's the
0: is it uh, via the web link on the on my website yeah it's yeah. uh dot Shop.
1: Right. Cool. <laughs>
4: okay.
1: It's easy google Google a little Um, I just did it a moment ago, and it's yeah, it's, it's top top of the list, which is where you want it to be. So,
4: brilliant. Excellent.
1: Very cool stuff.
4: Well, I think that's probably it for us. We'll we'll put a load of uh, links into our show notes for people to see how to get hold of these things and some of the range of models as well, if they're not familiar with them, but I think most people are. Um, But in the meantime, all all I can say really is thank you ever so much for giving up your Sunday morning to talk to us, Marcus. It's been a real pleasure and really informative. So thank you very much and and have a great day.
0: You're welcome. Uh, I I have one question uh, from my side to you guys. Of
3: course. Okay, yeah. Yeah,
0: If you you could... um, Think of any tank you want to have uh, realized. What, what would it be? So give me some...
2: Oh, I, I know exactly uh, what they're going to the, say.
0: I'll, I'll say the one
1: that I always say, which is the Matilda. Uh, <laughs> I the, the British <laughs> World War II
4: tank. I'm going to go, because I'm an Iron Warriors player, I'm going to go with the mod, the one that, where there isn't a Model for, which yeah. is this... Um, I can't remember what it's called. It's called, it's called the Domatar. Um, but it's basically a Macarius, yeah, Macarius kind of chassis. Looks a bit like the, I think it's called the Praetor, which was like this kind of missile bearing, Macarius variant. But it's got like a massive kind of like turbo laser style thing. And I think people used to kind of kit bash it very expensively, I hasten to add, by buying the Praetor kit, cutting off the bit or not putting on the missile launcher a bit in the back and putting this big gun on it. I'll send you a picture because <laughs> I think it's been <laughs> back by people, but I think people would love to see that in Heresy because it's got some rules from back in sixth edition, and you know people, particularly Iron Warriors players across the world, would be like, "Yes, we need a really cool long-range artillery tank." So, so that would be my choice. Uh,
2: okay. For me, less of a tank and more of a towed artillery.
0: Okay.
4: Really? I'm so disappointed, Mister B. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well i i think there's there's not a lot of choices there for toad artillery unless you're going for a, a specific world war ii model and they don't look that sci-fi mm-hmm.
4: okay fair enough
2: uh, you know and it's like i i'd love to see a sci-fi toad artillery All right. i think i think that would look cool
4: okay mm-hmm opportunity
2: wasted anyway <laughs> <laughs> i know you, you two want the matilda no I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm i'm a big fan of, you
4: know, i I've, chris is a big fan of the look of the matilda i would say i'm, I'm the long-range artillery tank i think it's called i mean i saw you made i, I was um, going
1: to say the um the old tank destroy them, but you already make that so that's that that gap yeah, is filled so thing. yeah and yeah. i saw
4: your kind of oh, wow. big artillery tank that's got the kind of like uh looks a little bit but though it's much bigger the um with the earthshaker cannon what's that called basilisk yep. yeah so you've done a really cool model of that i think that looks awesome um yep. so yes you've definitely got that covered but I'll, I'll, it's just this one particular model i think that's always been missing from the range cause i never made a model for it so yes but yeah those, those are what we would suggest and i guess we can ask our listeners as well to see if there's anything and then we'll feed that back to you if that's okay yep brilliant very cool. great stuff well thank you ever so much again and uh, you have a great Sunday and uh, like I say we'll let you know when this goes out on the air but it shouldn't be too long okay yep. thanks Marcus right. thank you very
1: much Marcus take care it was a really nice chat with you yeah, yeah.
2: Love have a nice chat time. With you. bye cheers bye bye
4: So thank you to Marcus uh, for giving up, uh, I think it was a Saturday or Sunday morning for that. Sunday morning, I think. Sunday morning, yeah. So some really interesting insight into the the world of making tanks uh, and other really awesome things uh, that we can use in the hobby. So one of the things that we wanted to cover in this episode, which is somewhat overlooked, we feel, or at least I feel, as always, is uh, how you kind of use armor in heresy, specifically a bit of a tactical around it because we all probably use tanks in some form or another but this is specifically about if you wanted to try and play with a more um more armor than you than just your average spartan mm. so basically to try and make an armor list which is sort of segues into our list challenge for this month so why would you ever want to do this craziness so um as mentioned you know most armies are going to contain a degree of armor in some form or other either in transports or people use them you know as sort of damage dealing things but um to sort of try and create an armored list you know the idea of a fully armored company um you know ripping across the plane of some alien planet uh bringing death and destruction to all in front of it is pretty appealing and it's something that i i really like not unsurprisingly so um this is kind of my what I've collected and t- trying to play uh, with an armor bent, uh, in, in terms of how I build my army. So it's not a, a be all end all for tactical, and there's probably better ways of doing some stuff. But this is some of the things that I've observed, and like I say. This is specifically around sort of playing with armor as your main part of your force. So you're trying to either sort of destroy another army, um, or prevent the army from destroying you using tanks or similar. So, um running an all-army armour list. So there's not really too many ways you can do that. In fact, the only way that you can do run a complete army without any infantry whatsoever through the whole of the heresy army lists um, without going into knights and stuff is to use the armour breakthrough right to war. So um, although we're not doing that as a list challenge, um, it's worth mentioning because it is quite a, a unique thing. It's quite tricky, but it also comes with a certain number of downsides. So one of the things to remember is if you are thinking of running an armour breakthrough, no matter what you do you have to consider who and where you're playing i think is kind of key because for some reason and i don't know why uh, if you rock up with you know two spartans chock full of uh uh gray and you chuck Liam and russ in there nobody bats an eyelid oh yeah that's fine, <laughs> no problem whatsoever you rock up with an armor breakthrough list and frankly you know they people will curse your name for generations and and you know Curse you with a pox upon your household, frankly, because you are a scum of the earth. It's very weird, but armor does carry no quite a cachet in terms of that. Yeah, people I didn't feel... realize
5: it was a work event.
4: <laughs> people do feel somewhat <laughs> aggrieved if you rock up with a full armor <laughs> list, um, and for very good reasons, I think. So, know your audience. I think is kind of key, or what sort of event you're going to go to, because. If you're going up against somebody who's running their lovely Raven Guard list, uh, which is just full of you know snipers or something, they're not going to do very well against Armour 13. In fact, they're going to do nothing, and it's not going to be a very interesting battle. So that's why I think um, people tend to be a bit funny about running an all-armoured list. So in my experience, I don't generally break out the armour breakthrough lists very often. Might be for specific kinds of events. Not very um, often. When yeah. was the last time I played Armored Breakthrough, Mister B? Yesterday. When? When did I play Armored Breakthrough? <laughs> I haven't played. <laughs> do you know the last time I played Armored Breakthrough? Go on, then. That would have been at the. School. He wrote it in his
1: diary that day. Just, I did. You know, you know, Dear diary, today. Yeah, is the like, day, I really like.
4: enjoyed this. Why don't I play this more often? Oh, that's right, because people get the arse. <laughs> uh no it was <laughs> it was at uh, Throne of Skull the last time I played an armour breakthrough list I'm the diary, Adrian, right? no, the, the diary of Adrian the diary of
5: Graham Graham Mills age
4: 51 and a half
5: yeah Tank, <laughs> Tank Commander
4: too, well, thank you yeah Tank Commander Mills so <laughs> anyway here's the thing I don't very often play it I do play uh lists with an armour feel to them because I like armour right but I don't play an all armour list so if you are going to go down the armour breakthrough list well how how does that work so Basically you, you can replace pretty much everything with a tank of some description. So for a HQ, rather than taking, you know, your praetor or whatever, you can take the master armor and that gives you the ability to take either Sakaran or a Predator as a HQ. And basically this now becomes your warlord. And it's a warlord trait where I think it gets plus one to its ballistic skill. So but it's pretty cool. You can have a Sakaran battle tank as a HQ, but it's not bad. Um but for your elites, you can also have a Sikharans in there as well so already you can see why I like it right uh so you could have t- already by the time you get to here you could have technically had five Sicaran's uh in your list troops um for your troop choices you can now take predators which is kind of cool um but they can only take the auto autocannon turrets um also they can't take the plasma cannon which would be lovely uh the sort of melter version or the flavor version they can only take the auto cannon and everything else is kind of the same fast attack and heavy support uh, as per so if you wanted to kind of play this list there's some things you need to think about because it isn't as easy as it looks um think about armor is particularly armor 13 and below it's pretty vulnerable because there's a lot of things that are designed specifically to deal with it and unlike a say a 125 point tactical marine squad one las cannon will potentially destroy your your 80 90 points or 100 points usually of predator so they are a little bit on the on the fragile side so although on the outside it looks really intimidating um it can be very easy to undo so there are kind of quite a lot of things that you need to sort of deal with if you are going to to do this and to make it kind of effective i suppose so thing you're not going to win any games via close combat for obvious reasons if you're taking an all-armor list you will not be doing anything to do with close combat for obvious reasons and really you're looking to leverage shooting and firepower to try to um destroy your arm your enemy's uh troops and what have you before they can destroy yours so with this playing I think this with kind of army go on mate with
1: playing an arm it's I don't actually think it's about destroying. I think it's more about hindering them enough. You know, it's not. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, you, you want to slow them down and keep them away from you.
4: Yeah. But I suppose the thing is, you also have to. If you've got like an objective taking mission, for example. Yeah. You can't yeah. just sit at the back. And that's where it becomes a little bit tricky. Because then as much as you, you do, you know, take the take the Michael, as it were, um, out of me for sitting at the back. It's not always going to be in your favour to do that because you are going to have to move this stuff if you want to get on objectives um, and then they become very very uh, exposed so yeah you're absolutely right though Chris it's it's, it's. we'll come on to that in a second actually I'll go into that in a bit more detail but um, I think the key thing about Armour Breakthrough is you can lose the game really easily just by a bad deployment um, because if you've got a bad deployment it's really hard to come back from because you can end up losing some crucial units because everything is kind of crucial Um, and then it's almost impossible to return from there because the things that you're relying on to sort of get rid of some of the more dangerous units for your opponents are no longer there because you've deployed them badly. So just bear that in mind as we go on. So in terms of sort of building a list, you're going to have to think about guns and lots of guns uh, to quote the Matrix. So um, what you're really trying to do here, as Chris has kind of alluded to, is you want to try and stop the the enemy getting to you once somebody's kind of in your back line with a close combat unit that's reasonably useful you've had it basically it's all over unless you're running lots of land raiders there's a there's very little you can do about it and you're going to when you're going to fold
1: yeah because you've got you know i'm I'm pretty much an infantry guy you know you've got assault squads everyone can have a Mm -hmm. melter bomb you know everyone's rocking a melter of some variety a power power fist on a sergeant you know they are it it, it is quite easy to get the ball rolling but i think uh, from an infantry player point of view in that situation you've got to focus on the tanks that are actually gonna bother you going forwards in the game because it's easy to go i need to kill this this and this and this because they're you know, big nasty tanks, but are they going to co- cut its target priority in that situation? Is it going to cause me a problem going forwards? Okay, it's got two las cannons and you know a neutron laser. Well, that's great, but if I'm running infantry, that's not that many models that are going to die to like that. Three
5: guys, me
1: exactly. Yeah. So you yeah. can you can you can allow that to live a little bit longer.
4: Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I mean, and that's when
1: it hits with everything every turn.
4: Yes, well, well, well yeah, thing. yeah. That's another thing. I mean, there is this kind of rock-paper-autocannon balance in heresy, <laughs> uh, if you see what I mean. So uh, you're absolutely right. A close combat army, even a tactical squad, right, against a predator will destroy a predator because the rear armour of a predator is 10, yeah. the strength of marine is 4. With enough attacks, you're going to get enough sixes and, you know, you're going to take it out. So that's how kind of vulnerable they can be so if you are thinking of an armor unit you want to stop that as quickly as possible so there's a couple of kind of variations of the things that you're going to need to stop so the first and possibly the thing that you're gonna have to deal with the most and you guys can agree or disagree is the spartan the spartan rush Mm
3: -hmm. yeah
4: so um as we've talked about before the eponymous spartan with a flare shield with Lehman russ with a thousand gray slayers in it's going to really wreck your day super quick if it gets into your back line. Oh, you have to yeah. stop it. And stopping Spartans, even with an armor breakthrough list, in fact, with an armor breakthrough, is tough. It's tough going because you don't have to shoot the thing. You can't rely on, um, you know, the, the classic melter bombs or um, chain fists, which are great for dealing with Spartans. You have to try and stop this son of a gun well outside of your deployment zone so that he can't then just jump out and charge you. So you need to stop it quickly. So... Here's a couple of sort of hints and tips, I suppose, for dealing with this. So um, bringing this thing is like bringing down a bison, really. But these are the sort of things that I've had to do to try and deal with Spartans, because they're always like one of the things I have to deal with. So volume of fire can just about do it. But the problem with if you're a canny player with your Spartan, you're going to just line it up. So the flare shield is going to take the strength of a cannon down to eight, which will still glance, but on sixes. And there aren't lots of mass cannon type strength nine shots that you can throw out with an armor breakthrough list um you can put last cannons of course on the side predators and the Sakarans, but that's you know two each and it starts to get really expensive then as well your predators start to rock up to the kind of 140 points 130 points yeah. which makes them you know if you think you've got you know four of those you could get another predator and give you another scoring unit so it does become a bit bit difficult um if you can do it great Um, but there are ways of doing that. So one option which we'll come on to later might be the um, Vindicator, which is a great tank, the Laser Destroyer Array Vindicator, but we'll come on to that. Um, You can kind of up the ante a little bit uh, and go for some crazy power to try and stop this thing. So you're trying to sort of match a very high-powered weapon against a very difficult target. So what we're looking here to get past the Flare Shield in particular is you're going to need... Strength 10. Ideally, right? Strength 9 is not going to be enough because it's going to knock it down to strength 8, which means you've got a 1 in 6 chance of just glancing it. A glance isn't going to help you massively because Spartan's got five flare shields, sorry, five hole points. You're going to, need to hit it a few times, whereas if you get a uh, get through to a pen, there's always a chance of other, um, you know immobilizing it or stunning it if it hasn't got extra armor. So there's options there so one that people often go for is and we've kind of talked about it here is the venator it's venator which is quite an interesting tank i think um it looks great on paper it's a lovely tank on paper right so it's quite expensive points wise but it's a strength 10 ordinance to ap1 uh shock pulse so Two shots, you're thinking, great, two shots, strength ten, this will do it, and it's ordnance, so you roll two dice from a pen and pick the highest. Uh, but the chances of you hitting with both shots, even if even though you are hitting on threes, I don't know about you folks, but it yeah. never seems to happen for me. It always misses at least one. Yeah, well, it's, well,
2: it's the old uh, it's the old joke about COVID, is not that um, you know a two percent a two percent chance is um it, 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 it is a lot different when it's shown to a uh a wargamer than it is to the average joe
4: that's true right, so yeah, that is true you feel like this thing should do what it does now it is it's, got it's some... the
1: same with the cerberus the super heavy version <laughs> i mean it looks amazing you know i went out i bought one i thought this is going to change the universe <laughs> i'm going to be destroying things left right and center Tank industry is gonna fold around yeah. me. It's been in my loft for the better part yes, of three right. years now. It's just,
4: it's just I mean, up. that's got an even weirder rule, which is if it doesn't do a penetrating shop. hit, yeah. it, it kind of gets some weird feedback. So it's like, really? You know, you're making a difficult tank even harder to use. I mean, you, you've got to be seriously uh, up on the fluff stakes if you're taking one of those. Um, do you think the, the, the other advantage of the penetrator, sort of added bonus, is if you do and it's a do here, get a penetrating hit? um against something like a glaive which is another great tank for ripping through your army and um, yes. you can stop it from shooting which is great and in fact in a recent game against a warlord titan the humble venator took it out for a turn effectively because all it could shoot was templates one penetrating it from the venator and that's it you you, you have how many thousand points is doing nothing that turn so it's it, it's situational a little bit but it's a it is a good tank it's one of the few things that's going to get through that. Another option, though not a tank, though it would fit in with the armour theme, I feel, would be to use a Derodeo with the Las Cannons. Again, strength 10 Las Cannons. BS5 um, as
5: well. Yeah, exactly. So it's hitting on,
4: hitting on twos, so a little bit better. And it's also a bit more survival because it's got an in-run save. Um, yeah, you, but I think it is you a little bit the
5: non-existent bit you stick the non-existent Atomantic Pavise oh, on yeah.
4: top of it. <laughs> it's on top of it, yeah. So it does rock in at quite a few points. Do you, need, just, just, do you think
1: we'll get that announced at the LVO at last?
4: <laughs> in fact, I would, I would be excited. I would get oh, up
5: six of the give, morning Given the that. sass that they were showing at the uh, Avatar <laughs> release, it wouldn't surprise me if they went, and for all you heresy people, and there's literally like a, a two-pence coin with some Milliput on top of it, and went, it's an Atomantic
4: Pavise. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so... I don't know what you guys think. If they
2: here. actually do that, I, I think some people will scream.
4: I think there's going to
1: be a huge, I, I, I think regardless of look what they mess. do, they'll be screaming. But anyway, back to tech. Yes, exactly. Um,
4: and,
3: that, and, that's,
4: and that's just Rob. Yeah, so I won't be actually...
5: screaming. I'll be giggling. I'm not. I'm enjoying my hobby, and not, I'm not going to let anything take any enjoyment out of my hobby this year. So I'm Good not bothered fact. if they don't release anything because I'm enjoying what I've already got.
4: So straight. So... <laughs> strength 10 deridea range strength 10 right can get through a spartan i think it's ap2 which isn't quite as good as the severity which which is ap1 and Mm -hmm. ap1 is a big deal because it means if you do get that penetrating hit you're blowing stuff up on a five and a six so a third one in three chance effectively of blowing the thing up you can blow up a a spartan early doors in a game it's a massive bonus so
5: you could you could punch it with a solarite power gauntlet
4: you totally could if you weren't running I an mean, armoured you, you break you have service. to <laughs> <laughs> and couldn't take any troops. Well, <laughs> if you yeah. were trying to no, not... No, but if you're yes. playing
5: against it, you can... Yeah, oh, yeah. I suppose, yeah, no, you still got to get through the... Yeah, 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 ignore me.
4: It's okay. So the other option, of course, is to go big or go home, and then you really are starting to... If you rock up with a... I mean, a, the classic example, here would be using a D-weapon at the thing. Because it <laughs> you are getting really desperate at this point. But That's it, that would be a falchion. Falchion or a um, the one well, at the shadow sword, I think, uh, also has a range D. Um, or or T- Magnus. <laughs> yeah, or Magnus, of course, yeah. Um, but yeah, if you rock up with an armor breakthrough list with some D weapons, never mind a pox on your household, it's going to be a pox on your entire street, I think, uh, for most players. So, but again, like I said, you, know, you, you manage to do it now barrage weapons we've, we've talked about actually because of, um so there's a little bit of debate about this and it'd be interesting to see what people what side of the coin folks fall on this one so one of the classic kind of defenses if you like against the spartan from an armored point of view is to use reducers. so reducers fly yeah. indirectly uh, and if they land on top of your old uh friend of the spartan the rule Kind of as written is a little bit weird, but most some people interpret it as it says it hits the side armor, therefore it ignores the flare shield, right? So I'm not I'm not entirely convinced about this particular argument because I think it's in two bits. So the indirect fire rule for barrage says the shot comes from the center of the hole, not from the firing model. So um, so the direction of whether you hit the flare shield or not should probably be dictated from that center hole, which may mean if you're landing on the sort of top of the Rhino of the, of the um, Spartan, you know, it just, it would ignore the flare shield. Um, It's, it's a bit of a gray one for me. I don't know where you folks feel about this one. The
1: thing, because it goes from the, it's not an attack directly. The front. It's an attack that falls down upon it as you know, yeah. ranged artillery does. It yeah. doesn't fire in a straight line, it goes up and it comes down. Yeah. Um and then that's why it's done on the side because that's yeah. the yeah. way, you know, yeah, it's I think it's, that's, basically that's that's it's hit. That's in theory, that's the top armor. Top armor,
4: yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is weaker it's the side. Than, the, than the front armor. Than yeah.
1: the front would be. Yeah. Um so I'm in the camp of it goes to the center and it ignores the the flare shield, shield.
4: yeah, yeah. Like, i think if i think it would be interesting if you know if the shot fell short for example and landed in front of the spartan then i would yeah, probably say the flare shield would come would come into effect but i think if it's over the sort of front of the spartan if you like it's going to ignore it yeah but yeah it's a, it's a it's a weird one it's it's one of those kind of i think in one of those classic kind of gray areas that you probably need to work out amongst yourselves to honest with, <laughs> with you. because it isn't hugely clear how a flare shield works in that that regard but i think most people by and large you can say it ignores the flare shield so an option there would be using some high strength barrage weapons medusas would probably be your best bet because armor 14 you know is going to be a lot easier to get through with ordinance um with a strength 10 that is with the strength line of say uh, Earthshaker, for example yeah. so it is totally possible to to go through that way um the other good tactic for the, getting around Spartans is you this is where your deployment comes into is you just hit the side armor so um if you're very good at, at what you're doing you know most uh, the robbings of this world are very very particular about where they put their spartans for obvious reasons to avoid you hitting them on the side so your deployment you hit, may I've need to get out of them yeah i know but we, you know quite rightly you're thinking i don't want to i don't want to expose the side of this spartan to a, all of that strength 9 stuff when i don't have to So part of your deployment phase, if you like, is you need to bear that in mind. So that may mean either putting something that you know the Spartan's going to want to kill in the middle and put some units on the side, which you know can get through the side armour of the Spartan without the flare shield.
5: That's why I park a glaive next to mine.
4: Exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) So the thing is, as the further the Spartan gets towards you under those circumstances, the more chance of shooting in the side. But of course, at some point it's going to be fairly moot because even if you shoot it when it's like two inches away from your lovely tanks, it's effectively the same as them jumping out and destroying it anyway. Um, so yeah, you can stop them and try and shoot what's inside them. Ideally, in the, from a sort of gun line perspective, you want to stop that Spartan as quickly as possible and then make Liam and Russ and his lovely boys uh, run across the table for at least two turns before they get to you so you can try and shoot them to death.
5: Just save yourself the hassle. Don't take Russ and buy another Spartan full of boys.
4: <laughs> yeah, there is that of course so i have three Spartans, and if we get plastic Spartans, i thoroughly expect plenty of those lists to be coming along um so side all you know strength eight and above weapons do become viable um you can glance them to death so you could uh quad mortars if you were using an achilles for example with chat shells can do it uh or the arcus is actually pretty good for this if you don't move it eight eight shots strength eight ap2 you are fishing for sixes, but it is possible to you know, take a couple of whole points off it and glance it off it. So, but really, one of the best tanks to do this with would be a squad of indicators with laser destroyer Arrays. Um, I think they're a, a really good unit to have in an armor breakthrough type list or an armor list.
3: I think and it's a Really why.
5: good unit to have no matter what you take. Yeah, it. they, they okay. are. They do so much heavy lifting both. In an offensive vehicle list, which can be very offensive, um, or as a in a defensive role, they are just incredible bits of kit, and they look awesome too.
4: They do. And um, one of the things that they've got is that, you, know, you can overcharge them, which I think gives them three shots. Um, strength nine, AP one. And again, the AP one's kind of critical here, ordnance. Um, there's some debate about the range of the weapon, um, and this has been a long-running debate because the rules aren't clear uh previously it was i think if you look in the books it's set at 36 um if you look at the digital version it's set to 48 if you look in the solar auxiliary uh, red book it's also set to 48 so it'll be nice for whatever happens in the future that that gets clarified um as to maybe being, we've
1: been wrong all this time and it's just three different weapons
4: well it could be but i think um that's in the digital version Definitely says 48. So I don't know whether, you know, in the digital version of the Red Book, unless Pete Reese, you know, just happened to hack it, just to annoy me that one time when I thought, I'm safe from those Vindicators because they're 48 inches away. (coughs) Oh, no, you're not. So, yeah, um, Twin Links as well. They're going to hit and they can really, three of these on the go can really wreck a Spartan. You can also give them the upgrade to make um, one of them, to make them give them Tank Hunter. If they're within 24 inches, or half the range of the guns, which makes them super effective uh, at that kind of range. Um, and of course, armor breakthrough means anything with less than three hull points is a fast vehicle as well. So you can effectively kind of drive them up, shoot the side of a Spartan, and make the rest of your army deal with whatever comes out of it. So this is, I think, they're a, a almost a must have if you're thinking of running armor because they're relatively cheap and they do a lot of heavy lifting. They're also great against Terminators. Because it's a lot of high-strength AP-2 weaponry coming at them.
3: Yeah.
4: Um. So, yeah, it's it's really cool. Uh, one sort of new entry in this sort of hit-the-side armour thing is the the Sabre, actually. So, with the Neutron Blaster, um, which is strength on AP-2, it's one shot, but it also has the shot pulse rule, same as the Venator. And they're pretty cheap, actually, 85 points a tank. Yeah. The thing to remember, though, is that they are literally paper when it comes to armour. So... You, you, they super situational in this regard because, you know, strength uh, armor twelve I think on the front at best, um, means that you know old auto cannons can rip through them um, with enough shooting. So watch out for that. So that's the Graham's guide to armor for Spartans. The other two things that will completely ruin your day uh, is Chris's favorite, which is the deep striking approach. So oh, with, yeah. <laughs> with armored breakthrough, you literally have there is nothing you can do about this. You're just going to have to take it like a champ because you have, unlike um, other lists where you might be able to put augury scanners in um, or give intercept to other units, there is literally nothing that you can do uh, if you want a full pure armor list to do this. You can take, there are other things you can do in terms of allies, and you could also take a singular squad of 10 um, plasma guys in a rhino, for example, um, and, or nine of them, and an 3 or a tech, tech marine, or, yeah, or, or, no, just an 3 and give them an augury scanner and basically use those to shield some of your more important tanks. But then again, you're polluting some of that pure armor because you've got flipping uh, infantry involved. So the, there's a couple of really bad examples of how good deep striking is against you. Uh, quite often you'll see a drop pod full of folks with melter guns, which and you're not going to take armor ceramite on your on everything unless you've got points to burn and particularly your trips like chris, chris was saying about focusing on the things that are important so yeah there may be a super heavy tank there but that super heavy tank uh is you know one shot with a large blast radius if you rip through the troop choices for example and they're in squads or those lovely venators i'm um, sorry on lovely vindicators for example um you could make a bigger difference. But the worst yes. version, never watch mind.
5: For I, watch Fry enhance units with grav as well, because then, you, oh. then your armoured ceramite does nothing.
4: Yeah, the worst version of this is uh, the ad secretario where they are um, with a termite with haywire, which is I had one and the, in the, in the H word was
1: going to get brought up. Yeah.
4: <laughs> haywire is just awful. There's nothing you
5: I think can someone's do just with... at the door. I'll be back <laughs> yeah. in a
4: minute. Haywire will, is your biggest enemy uh for an armored list because there is nothing you can do the best you can hope for is to get into some sort of cover um, and at least get a cover save from it but you know 11 of these jumping out of a termite will just unleash you know 12 or 11 haywire shots into your tank or squad of tanks and they will just fold because the armor value is irrelevant they will basically be glancing on a two plus and there's nothing you can do about it so yeah. Not a lot you can do to stop it, unfortunately. Without um, adding other bits to your army specifically to prevent that. Um, so yeah, if you, I think also your uh, Angels Tears squad. I think what was one that can take the autocannons, Chris, for the. For uh, the, for the
1: that is yeah, Angels Tears with the assault cannons, and yeah. they can have a they can have a whale of a time on rear armor, and totally. they can really because they can bounce around and fire those assault cannons you know they can take out dreadnoughts if they want to anything uh potentially it's rending yeah yeah
4: yeah yeah so i so, they mean i'm a 14 if with a six and a six yeah you're super super, super lucky. lucky but well, uh, a six and a five and a six i think so it's it, and enough shots because is it three shots each they're four a piece <laughs> yeah so another unit that's going to absolutely wreck your day so Deep striking units. There's not a lot you can do about them. To so you guys are going to have to t- just take it like a champ. Um, and you know, while the sort of capering gesture of deep strike dances around your burning wreckage, is you're, you're just going to have
5: to. You can <laughs> to you take can deal with some team. of that with deployment, though, because if you put yourself like near board edges and impassable terrain.
1: Rob, we have met, haven't we?
5: <laughs> well, I realise you would try to you would try to deep strike on a five p from.
4: He would. Like, he literally would. Half, half of five P, Trust <laughs> me. So you if actually get watch. a
1: model on it. I'm getting a, If I get the template on it, I'm putting some men there. If I can.
4: You you can make life slightly more difficult. You're right with your deployment and maybe casting up or something so that if he does scatter, He's um, dead. he scatters on top of your units and it's a it's a mishap. But yeah, the the chances are that um a full on deep striking army is gonna gonna cause you problems. The other favorite, the other thing that you will learn to hate uh, is the leviathan in a drop pod which yes. is super common you know it's as common as the spartan i feel cyclonic melter launcher exactly
1: uh, on the on the arm yeah uh, melter in the fist with the with the anti-armor the, um, the siege drill siege. on the fist
4: yeah. and then
1: carnage if your blood angels auto cannons on the assault oh. assault cannons on the nipples oh. Um, yeah, as it's well it's to, to, to really ruin really days really wreck your day so yeah.
5: again or, grab in the, or again grabbing the fist grab. to ignore your melter yeah Um, you know the grab um, whatever you call it the did got one of them yeah
1: I know what you mean but I don't know what it's called but yeah so, grab, in, uh, grab imploder
5: it's like the like big grab Seems water true. thing it's a bit it's like the mini version of what the does
2: that um, do haywire though I think so, did it doesn't do haywire but oh, it does doesn't it
5: actually?
2: yeah
4: the Grav Imploder. I don't know if it does do Haywire. Might no, be, no,
2: there's but... the 40k ones that did Haywire.
4: Okay. But yeah, yeah I yeah. guess it's one shot. But I think what Chris has said there, you know, if you've got a Blood Angels version of this, be afraid. Now, there aren't many units... But that there, is, that...
1: there is one thing to put. To rock that Dreadnought with that combination and a drop pod, mm. it's about four 500 points.
4: You're right, it isn't cheap. So this it's,
1: is... it's not a cheap. And also, it's not going to last more than probably... Two turns, unless you, unless they're supported, or yeah. they have a, a you know, a, a great string of luck, and you know things are squadroned up, get destroyed in that way. Yes, as, that would be you know, yeah. as we had the advantage of at that event we went to ground where, you know, I took out two tanks because they were squadroned Squadrons.
4: up. Squadrons,
1: yeah, it's true. You know, it's, it's, that's also another thing to watch out for as well, squadroning.
4: Yeah, you. It's good on one side. You know, you, you you get you can get more things in. But as Chris says, <coughs> when you start to roll the um, on the damage table, you know, if you get it blown up, then the the, the next hit would go into the next one, on the squadron, and then that could blow up as well. The like you say, in terms of deep striking against a armoured list, the other advantage potentially on the armour side is that you're not you you can't lock that tank the dreadnought in close combat so it's always going to be shootable whereas if it was going up against an infantry unit you could potentially seek refuge within a, a a big infantry squad um knowing that you just need to survive for a couple of turns while the rest of your army catches up so yeah but normally you know you have to deal with him early doors you can't have him running around basically just picking up tanks and smashing them to bits for lols for any length of time so something to watch out for and the kind of the sort of twisted evil mutant twin of the deep strike tactic used by the tactically defunct uh, is the of course the um, outflanking <laughs> alienating so many people <laughs> don't, don't
5: know what you mean
4: <laughs> so um, yeah the and there's, again this is another really great way to wreck somebody's back line of tanks so the sort of favourite of the sort of criminally and the criminally under I think, is the Javelin, which, again, <laughs> still, is not one of these common
1: kind of... Uh, st- st- still one of the greatest models and greatest ruled things in the game for its points.
4: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, cost buttons hate me and um, can basically wreck your day. So these things, what people love doing with them, uh, outflanking on, so you're kind of hitting side armour at best, maybe getting a back armour shot. And you can take the last cannon version or... I've always been a bit fifty-fifty about whether the um, missile launcher version is better. They can also take an I don't know about thousand hunter-killer missiles as well for lols, um, and you know they can do a number on your tanks. Maybe not so much on the armor fourteen stuff, but certainly anything you know eleven, twelve, uh, or up rear armor ten. They're going to take 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 them to the cleaners. Um, the other kind of option uh, for, is the uh, veteran squad uh, using the veteran tactic to then bring them on mm-hmm. on the side, chock a full of combi melters, uh, or you can mm-hmm. take two melter guns in there as well. And again, just finding those tanks that haven't got armored ceramite, uh, or if you want added lulls, bring a big old Vorax squad, another classic uh, Mechanicum tactic. Voraxes are really tough to deal with, I think, and they there's a lot of them, and they can, you know, they're monstrous creatures, they're pretty high strength once they start ripping through your army you know they take some stopping and there's a lot of there's a lot of wounds there to, to chew through if you want to do stop them and yeah. um, just a sort of side note i guess people i think are probably aware but the javelin is a skimmer and therefore is considered the same as a flyer for intercept so if you've got an arcus and you've given it the skyfire missiles they can hit the javelin at normal ballistic skill so if somebody is coming on with a javelin you can shoot the thing before it shoots you
5: yet another reason to have an arcus
4: yeah exactly so we're talking about flyers as well another thing to think about is uh, flyers will will wreck your day you are probably going to need to think about some anti-flyer and again this is why the arcus is so great back in the day before the arcus um meta wise you would see a lot of the lightning strike fighter with kraken penetrating missiles loaded up to the gills of them, Kraken Penetrator Missiles, I think their Strength 8, Armour Bane, so Ranged Armour Bane is spectacularly good, and they could do a Spartan, no bother, in fact I have one in my Armoured Breakthrough Army for that very reason, it's another option. And um, The Arcas has come along and kind of balanced things out a little bit in the, for you because you've now got something that can take that thing down before it gets there. The old Derridao as well actually, has Skyfire as well if you wanted to chuck one of those in, but I think the point wise the Arcus is better because of the volume of fire that it does and its sort multi-rolling capabilities.
5: Again, brilliant against Terminators because it's re-rolling cover saves on the standard ammunition if you are hitting it, firing a gra- at a ground target. So if you've got a big unit of chain fist mm. terminators running at you, then yeah. just you know, don't move. Eight basic shots. Was it yep. strength eight AP two? It is, yeah. Rerolling any cover saves that they might
4: get. Um it's only i think that's only uh oh yeah i can't remember how, what the rule is but yeah it's uh, yeah, yeah, cover there's some, there's some
5: anti years since i've used mine but, yeah i um.
4: think it's it's for the jinx save so i think it's the Skyfire missiles that do that but you're right Terminator squads you know an arcus is great for that as well so it's a great tank in fact i would recommend anybody thinking about running armor breakthrough take an arcus because it's going to do a lot for you so that's those are the kind of your biggest threats, I think. I don't think I've missed anything out there. Is there anything else that you you folks think about if you're taking anti armor? Um, just trying to think. Um, what am I gonna t-
1: what am I gonna take if I wanted to beat Graham? Um, covered sort of infantry. Like you got the you know Mechanicum with yeah. the um, Ursarax strength five power. Oh yeah, I didn't nonsense.
4: didn't mention them. Yeah, they're really good.
1: They're really good at chomping out um, tanks and stuff. Because they're strength ten. Because there's a power fist. Double them up. Yeah. Double them up and jump pack through two of them. Yeah. So yeah. They're absolutely horrible. Uh, uh, thingy lances, uh, dart fire lances, shot fire kind of lances. Yeah. Absolutely uh, appalling when they want to be with the lance <laughs> special rule strength yeah. seven or eight. Seven, I think it is. Strength
4: seven. Yeah. So they're yeah. basically they're fives and sixes I mean, to get through
1: any. By. Any weapon that has lance as a special rule, something to you know be wary of and probably Kill target it. priority. Kill it because, first. Yeah, that it's certainly on that list yeah. of things that need to die because it you know they will wreck your day, and they won't mind doing it.
4: Um, I think I just when, in, 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 the, in the great in the great siege of Christian that, uh, that when him and I played this game that seemed to go on forever for about a year, uh, the. He had three um, Catillacs with Darkfire Lances, and every week they would do a number on me, on my yeah. tanks, quite happily, thanks.
5: So how to beat Graham <laughs> is to take a list with Logar and Darkfire Castillacs. That
4: yeah. would totally do it.
5: And <laughs> some uh, Blood Angels. And some uh, hopl- and some Hoplites. Hoplites. Hoplites, Grey Slayers. I'm not quite sure how you fa- <laughs> fix them in with Logar, but there you go. Uh, wow.
1: no. Just, you could do it, uh, if you do a Mechanicum list with blood angels that's basically graham's nightmare because you'll have the melted yeah. drop pods leviathan assault cannon marines yeah or, you know both they can take melt bombs Dawnbreakers can all take melt bombs yeah. uh a chappy with a spear he can smash a tank or two yeah uh, and then you've got all the horribleness from the haywire so you know if you're a tank player and you come up against that combination you know we can only apologize yeah. that we
4: the worst, the probably the worst thing out of all of them is the thing that you have lit. Well, no, I think it's definitely the the hop lights in the turbine oh, yeah. is the worst. But probably second is going to be three vulture
3: mm-hmm.
4: because yeah, they fly sixty degree yeah. shooting on. They fly. They chuck out three haywire shots each, two or three. And tough three. Six. Tough
5: six. value.
4: Yeah, they're so and hard, they're hard to deal with, and with they can just six. bang. Yeah, I think it's tough to see. They can just bang a load of haywire down on your tank, and it's noneite like, yeah, yeah, you know, good you night can shoot, crazy. You,
5: shoot, you know, you can, even if you can get your, yeah, if you've got a, a LAS Cannon deradeo on there, and you go, "Ha, ah, strength 10, and you know, I've got Skyfire, and it's like, brilliant, you took a wound off. So, yeah, well done. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Two more of them to go. Meanwhile,
3: oh, oh you're Meanwhile, here,
4: have a load of haywire in the face. <laughs> so, yes. So, yeah, that's, um, in terms of deployment, I think something to remember is, Look for the side shots of things coming at you. Um, watch out for outflanking, and there isn't a huge amount you can do about a um, deep striking army. But as you know, Robin has, has suggested, you might be able to do some some tricks to make things slightly more difficult, or at least mm-hmm. give the give the deep striking player something to think about. Um,
5: yeah, don't what, leave don't leave big gaps between your tanks that so they yeah. can land in and go. Oh, I'll tell you what.
4: Yeah. Cheers. Thanks for that. Um, the you. Protect your scoring tanks. I think that's the mistake that I often make: is that I kind of dispose of my predators, thinking they're less important because I want to save the archers or I want yeah. to save, you know, one of the big shooty tanks. I'm not going to score any points <laughs> if I don't have any scoring units. So, you know, don't don't throw them away as if they they need to be protected to a certain degree because that's the only way you're going to get any points. Um, and like you say, Chris, it's very rare for you to completely annihilate an army enough that they are yeah. ineffective. So you are kind of just trying to deter them away from objectives and things just to win the game. Um, super heavy tanks, 50-50 on this one. Um, I think it very much depends on what you have. They they, they look great in an armoured breakthrough list. You know, I, I really like my um Fel Blade. I think it's a great looking tank. It looks really super when it's surrounded by other tanks. Um, but you've got to think about the points. I think it Would still come down to the fact that if you are going to go with a super heavy and you didn't have one, you the storm blade is absolutely your best friend here uh, again, which is the uh, one shot um, apocalyptic blast marker, um, strength 10 AP2 or two seven inch blasts, strength 8 AP2. Yeah, it's a great tank, it really is, and um, it's it's 450, it's... I think about 450 points, something like that.
5: Uh, if you kit them out, um. So the auxiliary one comes in at base four six four six five. you can put Armoured Ceramite on it, you can make it a yeah. super heavy command tank, you can add additional, you can have 100 points of additional um, sponsons on the yeah. side, which That's gives you LAS cannons, LAS cannons, cannons. and twin linked yeah. heavy bolters.
3: Yeah.
5: Uh, you can put a tank commander in there, make it BS-5 base. Yeah,
4: I mean it's a, it's Not a great giving away tank.
5: spoilers, but you know.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's a really awesome tank for, for that kind and of And it's work. beautiful. It is a good looking tank with the plasma cannon. So again, that's probably where I would go um with my super heavy choices. Obviously, if you're gonna chuck a typhoon in, expect some pretty you know, you, you already pushed the eyebrow raising up pretty high. In fact, I think people would rather face the D cannon than the um no save strength ten AP two. Because at least with a D shot, it's only really something you can avoid completely on a six
3: yeah
5: you can you can fluff it i've been I've been shot with a d weapon from Magnus before, and he went Ha, ah, hit you with a d and there's one well yeah. done Maggie you did yeah.
4: now good work oh oh there's my four plus in one save because you didn't yeah. roll you know so yeah whereas with the um with the no save option you know it's just going to flatten the unit so again know your audience i think if you're playing in a very high meta thing where people you know bring all sorts of crazy knock yourself out but if you were just playing locally for friendly games i would probably avoid that in fact i'd probably like I say unless you're for local games i, I think i would if i was going to take armor breakthrough i would ask somebody in advance i'd say look i'm thinking of bringing an all armor list just to give you a heads up make sure you bring plenty of anti-tank uh, or you know are you okay with that I don't know yeah. you, you folks. I mean, don't
5: do it the kind of oh this is this is heresy. Do you want to try and play it? This is
4: my armor oh, yeah. breakthrough list. Don't, don't, do that. An don't be that guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not, not, not
2: again, Graham. We're, 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 the guys, are, the guys, never really recovered after that game.
4: The, you, honestly, slanderous, <laughs> slanderous <laughs> behavior. Um, I think in terms of sort of if you are going to try and win, which is hard with armor breakthrough, actually harder than you, you may think target priority is going to be key you're going to need I, to deal with the things that, that are going to cause you problems
1: it's a hard list to win with because your scoring options are so limited yeah yeah you know you you're relying on those predators and as we said earlier predators are not the hardest thing in the world to kill
4: yeah no and like I say, one last cannon can take out your whole scoring unit if you like
1: yeah. whereas you, you can <laughs> you, you you can kill a lot with it, an armored breakthrough list you know but you yeah you're not necessarily you might have you know, there might not be a lot left of your opponent but you're probably at that point not going to win the game on yeah. scoring objectives you might win it on secondaries and things like that but
4: yeah so yeah it does take a little bit of practice um and again it looks great i think our breakthrough list looks spectacular um i think one of the things that i love about the heresy is that that you can run all these really cool tanks and i really like sci-fi tanks
3: yeah. um
4: and I just think it adds to the sort of general sort of flavour of the of the whole game. But there's probably a reason why there isn't a tank-only version, whereas there's a sort of Centurion-type games where people have effectively banned vehicles or tanks from it. So, you know, people play what they like to play, and I think that maybe Infantry has a, more of a cachet with folks than tanks. But, yeah, so that's the other thing to remember, I think, is cover is your friend for an armor breakthrough list and something that people tend to forget quite a lot is a tango needs to be obscured by 25 percent to get a four plus cover save which in a sikaran isn't a lot it really they're is not they're not that wide um so you know you don't need to obscure them by you know huge amounts to get a cover save but four plus is quite easy to get um, if you position things correctly.
5: At so. uh, Sikaran, you can easily get a cover save from one Munitorum container.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, even a singular what? You know, ha- half, half of a... Well, actually, next to nothing, actually, because if you measure measured a Sikaran, it's got quite a low profile as well. So you don't you need a big barricade in front of it, for example, to give it a four plus save.
2: Why would you just have one Munitorum
4: well we know that yeah,
2: it, yeah. You, you, yes that, you've that's got because
5: well, i'll tell you why michael because this person language. this theoretical person isn't you and you've got all the rest of them
4: <laughs> in the world <laughs>
5: i um, i should really not count Look at that, he's been silent hour. for like an hour somebody it, mentions munitorum content he's there it's like oh, he's what? There. Oh, oh, i painted
2: oh, oh. one today i painted one today are oh, talking is, my language people,
1: this is my anywhere.
5: department um, i'm the yeah, yeah. munitorum storage comp storage department
4: so yeah so that's kind of some things to think about when running armor or an arm predominant armor list you know there are other ways of doing it you know you don't have but it's really the armor breakthrough itself you know where you're using tanks as troops uh does require a little bit of extra thought so anyway i hope that was useful um if you folks out there have got anything um that any hints and tips and tricks with either dealing with armor or playing uh, with a predominantly armor list love to hear from you um, but I think that's about it, really. I don't think there's anything else to add unless you guys think of anything that I've overlooked. I
5: don't think so. I mean, it, it's you. You could probably talk about tanks for longer than miles could talk about paint
4: i think i I think i've probably stretched it about that that'd
5: that'd be a a good christmas special basically have two separate shows get someone talking to miles about painting get someone talking to you about tanks and see who (laughs) runs out of steam first
4: (laughs) well there we go challenge accepted
5: that'd be be amazing and i'd enjoy listening to both of them
4: so let's move on to uh how you folks dealt with this month's list challenge which is to create a armor focus list not an armored breakthrough list
5: mm-hmm. do cool. the suspenseful suspenseful music mike here we get to it the uh, the meat of the episode everybody's favorite bit um apparently according to the feedback we are at the list challenge so where our our task was to create a tank heavy list not armored breakthrough but a tank heavy list from any other available faction so
2: did did we say if it could be armored breakthrough because i don't think we actually said it couldn't. We said it couldn't. We, we
1: said, said it couldn't, couldn't.
5: be armoured. Yeah. We said it could not oh. be armoured breakthrough. Uh, <coughs> no. uh,
2: uh, Michael, Michael, uh, <laughs> No, no, no. I'm fine. I'm fine. I am fine
5: i have Is Michael? Is, is Michael? Got saying I'll go last while he desperately writes. No, letter,
2: no. So. I'm fine. I could go first. I've not done armour breakthrough. I was just curious.
4: I had a really so, yeah. nice armour breakthrough list, and then Chris reminded me that we said we're not going to do armour breakthrough, so I had to I had to go off beast. Yeah, and
5: uh, you know I'm waiting for one to be like all mechanicum vehicles just to just to here graham actually explode i would go go. (laughs) you'd go what sorry was that
2: what was that i know know this is a tangent but my hope for this year is that we get flipping skitari
5: my my, my hope for skitari is that they actually do them like dan abnett did them rather than how they have done them which is nothing like how dan abnett did them but anyway i digress
4: they find a small meteor And put all of the Skatari in the universe in front of it. (laughs) (laughs) Particularly the ones that Haywire, as we talked about. I'd heard,
1: you know, that that satellite they've, the telescope thing? Yes.
3: James Webb. Yeah.
1: The James Webb telescope. I'd heard that they used the Skatari models they'd already made for the outer layer of the heat shield to slowly melt off and be destroyed.
4: Nice. That would right, be wave. Yeah. that would be great, wouldn't it? All of the nah. guitars in the universe. I might just,
5: those, I might just the, buy some more. I might buy some more hoplite. Anyway, exactly,
4: I, really love, I really
5: love my guitar.
4: When we do the all the haywire in the universe episode, we, I'm happy to talk about them. But come on, right, so who's going okay. to go first to the so,
5: three thousand point tank challenge? Mister yes. B's already volunteered. Crack on, Mister B.
2: Okay, sure. Let me just bring it up. uh turn off the search oh oh by the way uh i know this is sort of um this isn't the tangent it's sort of it's definitely related with uh, a humble bundle has just been released with some heresy stories in it so it's 13 quid for a bunch of black library stuff including heresy so
5: does okay. it have the Breaking dark king and the lightning tower otherwise i'm not interested does it uh, have tanks
2: uh where have i put exactly. it? it it oh God, i haven't even got oh, the
5: email i was going for irony mike not really oh bust. right okay <laughs> you, you, you're not fussed <laughs>
2: T- to be honest you've got them all anyway probably yeah, uh, yeah so oh no it's not audio it's 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 just uh text anyway okay so mine is death guard because i really like death guard uh, at the minute and i've gone for a sort of siege clearance sort of list so i've got okay. some siege engines and lots of and some troops that would specialize in clearing out those uh uh the uh people the, the people they just pulled out they battered out of their emplacements so i've started off with uh some death shroud terminators mm. uh, four of those in tartarus terminator armor uh do they come a, do they have tracks attached to their feet just out of interest they're, they're not tanks What's their they're, armor in a land, they're in a land raider phobos okay. okay um and the land raider has a heavy flamer uh yeah. Oh for A friendly course. land raider. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the HQ, the the warlord. Sorry, uh, is uh, Marshal Durak Rask, who is sort of like the siege master of the uh, of the Death Guard. He's oh, he's the legend. siege
5: breaker that isn't actually a siege breaker, isn't he? Yes. Yes. No phos. So. No phosphex for you, Sonny Jim. I don't care what legion you're
2: I've in. i have not actually taken any phosphex. Uh, I was going to no, take some. If he was them, a siege
5: but... breaker, he could have it. That's the point.
2: <sighs> I know it's ridiculous. He should get it. I need to FAQ that because he is a siege breaker. Just. You know,
1: he's anyway. a breaker of sieges, he's not a siege breaker
4: <laughs> a Subtle difference mm, yeah. Come on Mr B So so far we have Five infantry, troops,
2: infantry And one tank Yeah. Obviously I'm taking the reaping So I've got two heavy support squads in the troop choices first uh, The first one is a heavy flamer squad As usual With uh, a rhino uh, And chem uh, 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 munitions And the sergeant has artificer armour uh, that The second uh, Is that ten man squad? 10 man squad, yep. Yeah. The next squad, uh, I'll, I'll send it in the WhatsApp in a minute. Uh, the next squad is uh, uh, uh is again heavy support squad and they have uh, auto cannons in a rhino. Uh, no, no, rhino, they, they're just sitting back. Auto cannons have got a fair bit range, so I figured why not. You know, I, I, I was looking at it, I was like, maybe I should put in a, an Aegis defense line and then kind of ran out of points, or a tank, or a rhino, <laughs>
3: anyway. Yeah,
1: go, on. The- go on, Mr. B, uh, Mr. B. You know that um, the containers that you paint, they don't qualify as tanks. Although they could be water tanks, they don't (laughs) qualify as tanks.
2: Yeah. Uh, Then we've got two tactical squads, more or less identical. So 10 men. um, They've got the additional chainsaw combat blade, Nuncio Vox, uh, Vexelia, and they're in Rhinos with a combi flamer and chem munitions. Sergeants both have Artificer armor and Melter bombs and rag grenades. Uh, one has a power scythe, the other has a power fist. Got uh, it. Righto. In heavy support, we've got an Arquita Bombard squadron with two Arquita Bombards with the uh, Morbus Heavy Bombard on them. All the choices. Yep. So, uh, And then we've got an artillery tank squadron with three Medusas. Right. Uh, all of which have a twin-linked Bolter and... Uh, um, Hunter Killer missile is extra to try and you know if if we end up with the situation of a uh, uh, di- weapon destroyed they can maybe roll and get something other than the uh, Medusa gun. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, and then as a Lord of War we have a Fell Blade. Okay, you okay. Kind
5: of... So we've got a tank at the end of it.
2: Is it there's some tanks at the end. Hey, the the, the, the Aquatools and, uh, and the Medusas the tanks, and they've they got you. them. From, yeah, yeah. So I've got them from um, from five War of War, tanks. Okay, that's five tanks. Uh,
1: so six tanks of, total. How many? Six out of how many? Six. Right uh, That's my two choices, mate. Yeah. <laughs> that,
4: that's six tanks. That's my, that's my entire number of infantry that five, I. Have. Five <laughs>
2: artillery tanks and uh, a heavy tank. Okay. Well, right it's I, I like it, Mister
1: B. It is a wonderfully nuanced siege uh, army. Uh, exactly. It's it's the more subtle approach to armoured warfare. Yeah. And that's why we enjoy it.
4: I can see where you're coming from. Mr. B with the Medusas mm-hmm. I probably for theme, I may have gone for a super heavy that might do more. Yeah, I couldn't see one that really
2: on the Morty site
4: that really fitted the oh, I see what you
2: mean. oh yeah, the minotaur. I could have maybe adapted or
5: I was using the see, I was thinking tanks. I was thinking that, Mike, but what I was thinking is buy the super motion tank and then buy a Warlord Titan arm. And you just saw the barrels off the supermotion tank, and you put whatever titan arm that you put on there—be it the turbo laser, or mm. be it the plasma—and you just you call it a whatever.
4: Yeah, I think. I mean, I guess maybe even a in that list you possibly could have jury-rigged in the the uh, the typhoon actually wouldn't have been um, out of place in that kind of list. No, no,
2: the Typhon was definitely up could there.
1: Have, could have taken the um different force org taking two super heavies fell blade two, Typhon, and the, two typhons two,
5: no we tried or that or and, and the, thought, we, we, t- we tried two that two and and got told ways. off didn't we mike
2: yeah we can't, we can't take fine. two fell blades because oh, yeah. that's uh, that's beyond the point um yeah, yeah it's, it's,
1: no, super heavy. it's 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 per oh, the super heavy. The it's not per, yeah not the it's
4: not uh no it's the um the one you are oh it's not the and it's the other one
2: War Machine Detachment? No, you
4: War Machine onslaught. Detachment so you could, you can do with two titans because there's six whole points, but it's the, the, ons- it's the onslaught. Onslaught, forces. Forces. onslaught. Yeah. oh, uh, yeah, true. But... All right, interesting. Shall I go next? Yep. Sounds like you're going to. I flipping am. <laughs> it's my time to shine. Mm-hmm. So this is what I've gone for. I have gone for Matrix of Ruin. Ooh. Mechanicum for the win.
5: I had a feeling this might come out. <laughs>
4: So this is an interesting, right, for my initial knockback of the armour breakthrough. I was like, what am I going to do? How can I get a lot of really cool tanks in that are scoring? And Matrix of Ruin is a great little fours orb. So not only do you get four heavy support choices, you can also have two Lords of War if you're feeling particularly naughty. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel that naughty, to be fair, but I was very sorely tempted. And you get all the advantages of the Mechanicum. So this is what I've got, and I'll talk you through it so for my oh, H- uh, it's, it's
1: good to know rob that someone else is going to pick up the cheapest option uh this month because it ain't gonna be
4: graham it's not gonna be me i can tell you <laughs> that <laughs> nothing.
5: i think it's going to be mr b on the cheapest option because <laughs> he's got a lot that he can buy in plastic okay oh, yeah, that's, true.
4: that's true actually yeah he has got a lot so i've gone for a um so matrix of is a different force org. um but anyway i've got a magos reductor so mm. I can never make a cheap one of these no matter how much I vow I will I always end up banging them in at about 250 I think because
5: you,
1: because they can take so many cool choices you, yeah. have, you always think I want that and yeah, I, I want that you always
5: you're going to you go I'm going to build a scalpel I'm going to build a scalpel Oh, crap I've got a Swiss army yeah. knife again yeah.
4: yeah so what I've got for it's the art of so I made him an Arch Magos reductor to give him the extra options and the better stat line. Mm-hmm. I've given him the gin scheme because that is actually quite important for my army. Um, uh, I've mastercrafted his single one of his weapons, or there are many. Um it obviously comes with the mechanic and protective, which gives him a four plus ingon. And uh, he's also got a the classics really for for my variants of sort of May Guy is the Photon Thruster, which mm-hmm. I think is a great long range weapon, um, lance as well. Um, yeah, but B2. particularly yeah, particularly useful in the arms of a Magos Reductor uh, because he gets Tank Hunter out of the bag. Yeah. Um, so I've also given him an augury Scanner just in case anything gets too close. And again, my fear of deep striking is very prevalent in this list. Uh, and to help me counteract one of the few armies, armour type of based armies that can do anything about it. I've, of course, I can take the Cyber Ocularis. So if you thump a Cyber Ocularis within six inches of a unit, uh, it gives them interceptor, yep. which is superb. So, again, now we're talking about putting tanks down with all that high firepower, and if you deep strike, they're going to give you something to think about. It's not complete and cover all defense for sure, but it's it gives... Chris, a little bit of pause for thought. Not much, because Chris is crazy when it comes to Deep Strike. It's so, a so, um, true story. He, a... Thinks
5: he's, he thinks he's playing in epic scale, some of the same <laughs> things he tries to can yeah. fit him in there. Oh,
4: that'll be fine. I'll just chuck him in there. Chris, I've got this. It doesn't matter. They'll be fine. Now, weirdly enough, most of, most often than not, they are lucky devil. Um, he comes with a loose effects, which I always think is a cool name for a gun, okay. and a
1: power. Can I also have a T-shirt that says Chris is crazy when it comes to Deep Strike. I, I, think... Think
4: that's, I think that's fair. So, again, so this is... So I've basically got the... He's there as a buff basically he's got some long range shooting with the photon thruster, which is awesome um, but he's fundamentally there to either boost the ballistic skill of units using the gin scheme via the cyber ocularis uh, or to just cause a little bit of havoc with his shooting but that's his main role he's there he's also he hasn't got a um I had to take some points off him because he was getting too expensive unfortunately so he hasn't got what I would normally give him which is not the abayant a the other thing uh what's it called now the machinator array which i think is usually a must-have for any Magos, because it's just so useful gives them lots of pluses so he's there rocking the hq you have to take um, Phalanx troop choices so unfortunately this is my troop tax where i've just gone for two bare bones phallax squads so that's it. Nothing on them whatsoever. They're there, one, to provide a bit of safety for the Magos, and two, just to try and do some scoring inside their own deployment zone. Um, and then, again, just to really rub salt into the perspective wounds, I've gone for the full-on axe because I can, and I'm mechanical, and I'm completely converted now to how useful these, <laughs> these things are. So just in case anybody wants to they, they are, are very there, useful. Um, you know, I'm going to fly these fellas across and put some haywire uh, to ruin your day. and um, nice models too. Lovely models, They really great. Oh, oh, absolutely. But again, you know, how the mighty have fallen, eh? Uh, um, and mm. then heavy support. I've got four heavy support choices. Um I've gone for two squads of two Krios battle tanks. Now, Ooh. the Venator versions of these are excellent. Um, four shot, strength nine, AP two ordnance. They're useful against Terminators because they've got a bit like the Venators. Sorry, the um, Vindicators. Uh, they're quite difficult to destroy. I think they come with inbuilt flare shields. Um, yeah,
5: all Mechanicum tanks come with yeah. built-in flare shields.
4: So they're not easy to get through. They've got quite a low front profile as well. So they I don't...
5: think the has got a flare shield as well. They used to
4: have. They haven't any more.
5: Oh, they've got it been taken off them. Right.
4: Yeah, I think that was one of the nerfs that they got. Um, to so, be fair, um, they kind of needed that. They were they a bit too totally good for the points. Um, so I've got two of those. Again, I would probably be looking to put one of those Cybroc Claris very near them because... I could potentially get two lots of intercept with that. And that would be eight strength, nine shots If by, per per squad. So that could be up to 16. So even if you drop down with your fantastic blood angel Leviathan, he's probably not going to survive if he goes too near these folks. Um, and then one of the great advantages of water reduction, of course, is that you can take a lot of tanks and the tanks are scoring if they're inside the enemy deployment zone, which is a plus and a minus. That means, unfortunately, against my better judgment, they would have to probably move. Um, So I've gone for two um, of these artillery um, battery squads, which is a great little unit, relatively cheap. And you can give them lots of cool stuff. So one of them, I've gone for the kind of classic here, really, which is giving them siege plating, making their front armour 13 and giving them demolition cannons, effectively making them vindicators. Uh, And there's three of those. All the same, so they have I have given them a twin link bolter as well because, like Mister B pointed out earlier, uh, you don't want your gun, your really cool strength ten gun, to be destroyed by some you know weapon destroyed result with no mm-hmm. chance of dodging it. Um, and then my second artillery bank squadron, again another three. These ones, however, have got one of the few units that can take the Colossus Bombard, Ooh. which I think, which is really cool. It's quite expensive, uh, fifty point upgrade per tank. Um, But this is quite a cool little gun, and you don't see it at all, really. Um, It's indirect fire, so 12-inch minimum, uh, 72 long-range, so strength 7 AP3, ordnance 1 barrage, but it's a massive blast, a 7-inch blast, so better than your shaker cannons, um, with concussive and pinning. So a pretty good long-range artillery tank, useful for ripping through marines and the like. So the idea being is that whatever's coming at me, if it is marine based i shoot the bejesus out of it and whatever transport they're in they're going to get a bombard in the face
5: that's going to give mike's um mike's guys in rhinos a,
4: a headache yep. yeah t- absolutely t- and then for lols in my lord of war choice can anybody guess what i've gone for
5: a reaver titan
4: no but it's up there this is this is the most crazy lord of war choice that you could possibly take, I think. The artists, the Oh good parade. God, have you gone oh, for an I lovely! Totally have. So this oh. is seven hundred. ridiculous, but I'd love them. Yeah. yeah, they look spec I mean they just look nuts, right? Completely didn't buy one at one He point. did. He totally did. and um, they
5: are nuts. They're absolutely bonkers.
4: They are nuts. I mean, basically it's a fixed turret. It's not got a turret on it. I think it's a fixed arc of fire. Yeah, it's a it's a <laughs>
5: And it's, it's, it's enormous.
4: The thing is massive so it's, it takes some using, right so it's probably not designed for your normal 3000 points but i think this is this is too cool an opportunity to miss so the idea big is this is this is reductor have really gone to town here they've gone there for their armored
5: kind of something they reducing right
4: bring this on so this has got a load of really cool rules and um, particularly it's amazing flareship which basically makes it almost impervious the first two turns and um, because it actually it starts out really really strong and um, so it's got this dispersion shield. So on the first turn it's in play, the strength of shooting attacks um and roll results on the destroyer table made against it are at minus three. So basically its armor is let me just have a quick look. It's armour fourteen on the front, thirteen on the side. So you you literally couldn't damage it with a shooting attack. There's nothing strong enough in the game to get through it. It can yeah. sit there laughing at you in um apart from D in Mechanicum well I even did. d weapons have got minus three on the on the on the destroyer table so you're never going to get a six
3: yeah So you you can get a three yeah but so yeah. that
4: would be a strong hit so yeah you might do d3 whole points to it that kind of thing but,
5: but again, that, that's it, if you get a perfect shot with a d weapon turn totally, one
4: totally right it goes down to minus two in the second turn, on the third and subsequent turn, it's at normal. Uh, minus one, rather. So, just like a normal kind of flare shield. So, a really nuts thing. You never see it for very reasonable reasons. It's armed with a, an a, anabaric claw, so it's actually got a close combat. Attack. Strength five AP four melee. And it's got the Bellicosa pattern volcano cannon. 180 inches,
5: which is a crazy range. Strength, Wall, it's got a warlord titan weapon.
4: Yeah. Strength B, AP one. But also it's apocalyptic blast, so we're talking a ten inch D weapon. If you hit with the thing, it's gonna absolutely murder it. It's got this machine destroyer rule as well, so when attacking any target with armor value, rolls of one on the destroyer damage may be re-rolled as well. So you're never gonna do nothing. So (laughs) if it blows up though, it will literally take half your army with you. It's completely crazy. But I thought now that is how many how many whole is it even that's fourteen.
5: Fourteen is more hull points than a glaive. It's
4: absolutely <laughs> enough assault squad could do it. Assault squad could do it, assault, assault yep. squad could do it, you're right. They'd have to get you know, up close and personal, but yeah, you're not wrong.
5: Yeah, unit of gray slayers with four four power fists in to do it. Just, I, mean, I mean two
4: gray, gray slayers, slayers
5: anything. with one
1: army
4: between them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One one gray slayer <laughs> with one leg and one arm, just yeah, <laughs> and some knackered up old dog that looks that they've painted to look like a wolf that would, that would do it from fenris right impossible to stop them but yeah you're right chris if you get an assault squad close enough it's going to do them but i think it's just a crazy thing yeah 700 the sonic, points. The sonic so it's, one's
5: even worse
4: yeah that's more that you can't even have that in a three thousand point army because it's, it's yeah. too expensive um 700 points so it's, you're kind of pushing up to um close to uh warhound titan level but yeah. i thought as a theme this thing with the little Krios battle tanks next to it, plus the sort of Reductor tank army in front of it, the Magos and his um, happy phalanx just jumping onto an objective where they're needed. I think that'd be a really cool looking army. So that—that's me.
5: Wow, very cool. Off,
4: very much off piece. Yeah,
5: yeah. Is something oh, tapping, with... or is it just—is it interference it... on my line?
4: No, no it's Mister B.
2: Mr. Beast, not Whittling. as far as I'm aware, but
1: what I'll... currently are you up to? Just out of interest.
5: Uh, oh, I might be tapping my foot. Yeah, yeah. I heard the chair go. I'm going to buy you some WD-40 <laughs> if you have Right.
2: I'm going okay. to. I'm going to. I'm going to go
1: next because we're going to leave. Oh, let oh, the yeah, champion. Right. Let the current champion as I'm just gonna have to take the it final is. lap. Yeah. Leave at the last lap? corner. Exactly. <coughs> so. We said we couldn't do Armoured Breakthrough, mm-hmm. and that was fine. But <laughs> there is another way to do Armoured Breakthrough. You have to be a particular Legion, but you can basically run Armoured Breakthrough. Go and on. that is the Dark Angels with the Steel Iron Fist Rite of War. Oh, that's cheeky. <laughs>
5: no, what used to be the Iron Wing Protocol.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah Steel Fist is the Rite of War. We covered it not that it's long
4: a- ago. It's effectively the same as Armoured breakthroughs. Armoured Breakthrough, but it's
1: better. Okay, our, because all the predators can take all the options. Right, very nice. Good so, thinking. You know, moral. you see a roadblock, you build a tank and you go through it, smash your way through but, okay. it. Okay, exactly. So here we go. Here's my
5: dark. Very, it's a very flimsy defense, this, Chris. This is a bit. And I'm sorry, I didn't. I, I didn't <laughs> no, realize. It's... I didn't realize it was a it was A, a, a work armored <laughs> breakthrough. I was busy being ambushed by my confectionery again. I
1: think you'll find that within the rules that were laid out, I couldn't do Armoured Breakthrough. I had to do a tank-heavy list. Do I, I need, to, do I need got... to
4: get the FIA involved in this particular? No. Okay,
1: I have got eight infantry models in this list.
3: Okay. Fair that's enough. impressive.
1: Eight. That's less than Mr. B has in a unit. Yeah.
3: Just
4: one more just...
1: than me. Well, okay, that's one more than you, but I took one because I could have had seven. But I chose eight for one okay, reason. No, right, so the eighth one's the lion, then. No, I haven't got the lion. Okay, I on. start with Corswain.
4: because oh, yeah, nice. oh, everybody's favourite HQ.
1: Yeah, everyone needs a good HQ. Needs mm-hmm. to chop someone down at some point. I have a Delegatus and he is basic. Yes, but he has the Iron Wing um, sign of Ke- Hecker. Ke- so basically. Uh because he has the sign of the Iron Wing. Yes. He grants any vehicle in which he in he grants any transport vehicle in which they are embarked yes. a six invulnerable save. That of is true he does. Oh
3: come yeah.
1: on. We'll come on to that later. <laughs> uh I then have a six man squad of inner circle knights.
3: Oh, flipping
1: heck, yeah. With tyrannic greatswords these lasers on the head honcho and they have the special rule where when they're in combat with more than one, when in base combat with more than one model, they get an extra attack.
5: Yeah. yeah. Be Do you not think about going for the new ones that are even stronger than like strength that can be like strength seven base. You can use them. As the,
1: the, yeah. I, I didn't really think, I didn't really think about looking at the new PDF to be honest. Um, so that's, yeah. And that's my, in those are my infantry models done? Okay.
3: Impressive.
1: Jobs are good. Un. We then get on to my troops choices. Now, uh, as I said earlier, Legion Predator Strike Squadrons may be selected as compulsory troops choices for their detachment. Nice. I have got four Predator Strike uh, Squadrons as <sighs> yeah, option.
4: Four Predator Squadrons. Okay, interesting. So, so is that more than predators? one in, in each squad?
1: There's only one that has one in all right. Yes. Okay. And that is one predator with a heavy conversion beamer.
5: Oh, okay. Because Sits Sits he's going to park in the corner and kill everything at the opposite end of the board.
1: That's no. kind of the idea. Uh, I have two with the melted spon- melted turret. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they have heavy flame sponsons, and they both have machine spirits. Nice. Interesting.
3: Why,
4: why did you decide to do that? Just out of interest. I'm, I'm what, not, the not of criticism. Yeah, I always think it's a bit expensive.
5: It is. Because you can move and fire a melter gun.
1: Okay, well, there is that, but that wouldn't really matter. It's also because the, they can shoot at something else. So the melters mm-hmm. can shoot at something else. The flamers can flame any infantry that might be hanging around looking a bit suspect. True. True. That was so the the, melters and and
5: themselves if you get can't shoot, you can still melt a gun.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's a, there are reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have two with the plasma, mm-hmm. uh, sponsor uh, plasma turret, and again heavy flames and Sponsons, machine spirit again, and the fourth is they just have the predator cannons, but they have last cannon Sponsons, and again machine spirit.
4: Okay, cool.
3: So that's Why did forward. you go with
4: heavy flames? Just I mean, again, it's not a criticism. I, I. I personally think that heavy bolts are better but
3: i I guess it depends on whether
4: you're going to be moving them yeah probably yeah
1: and also i have an, an innate fear of uh in massive mass infantry okay and that is the downfall that this army can potentially come across is large amounts of infantry and i figure i can probably damage more models with flamer templates than I will three heavy bolt shots.
4: I'm um, yeah, I think it's it, it does depend, but I think, you know, if it's a massive blob squad of demons, for example, you, you or, have to You
1: know, world eaters, whatever the unit is that I hate. Um, yeah. you know, there there are enough ways in this game now that
4: you can take big squads of things. I think generally speaking, and again this isn't a criticism of your army in any way, shape or form, but I feel that if I'm that if they're that close, it's game over anyway. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But I'd like to give myself a chance. Yeah. Okay, fair play. Yeah. Uh Burn some on the way up.
4: So let me get this right. You've got four squads. You've got two, three squads of two, and one of one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I then have a Spartan that Corswain, the and, and delegatus, going. and his mates are all going to roll around in. So that's going to have armoured ceramite, a flare shield, and a six plus invulnerable save
4: course and dozer blade
1: oh and an auxiliary drive because, oh, okay. uh, auxiliary drive
4: there you go I was going to that, say
1: that thing is not moving not stopping for anybody basically that's yeah uh,
4: can i can I ask another question just mm-hmm. you've got four troop choices there haven't you yeah why why didn't you not put in squad and make make that six just i'm just out of interest reading.
1: because i i did think about mixing and matching but i'd rather they had specific roles
4: Okay, fair enough. I'm just thinking uh, whether you could have split them up and then. I mean, yeah, you would. It, it would make the machine spirit. Yeah, it just give you more
1: more. It wouldn't make any difference to the the, the points layout. No, it wouldn't. Absolutely. And the machine not. spirit would also. Yeah, yeah. The, I could still do everything I want to do. It wouldn't matter what the mix is, but that that's. As I was writing the list, I was doing it. Well, I want two of these. I want two of these. I want two of these, and I want okay. one of these. So
3: that's okay. that's.
1: that's yeah, yeah, you could easily mix and match it. That wouldn't be a problem at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Spartan with all the, as many tricks as I can to keep it up and running so that course Wayne and his mates can actually do something yep. Um. should the need arise. I have a artillery tank squadron of two Medusas. Gotcha. And then I have, last but not least, a suborbital strike wing. Of two thunderbolts, and I. So there is a restriction on this uh, right of war, where no more than a single unit of each of the following unit types may be included in any army using this right of war: bike, jet bike, flyer. Which is why I asked earlier if a suborbital strike wing counts as one unit.
5: It does.
4: Does it? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think whether a. Y- y- because a
5: a suborbital strike wing lets you pick between one and three of the flyers
4: as one choice. Okay.
5: It's not a squadron, but it's one, it's, it's between you might, you could take a suborbital strike wing with one. You could take a suborbital strike wing with three. It's still one unit.
3: Yeah,
4: I guess, and again, this is probably an area that has always eluded me. If you blow up two out of three, predators in a three three predator squad right do you get any victory points you have to kill the squad right so well, then yeah. in that case I guess it's a unit units a weird one because I don't know whether yeah anyway let's assume it's okay I'm, I I don't know the answer whether it is or isn't but it sounds cool mm-hmm.
1: and that is my because I've, I've got no other anti-air uh, defense so one of those will be an anti-air one with the kinetic missiles, and the other one will have ground attack, uh, ground tracking auguries uh, and yeah. the
4: Sun furies. I think. Is? Is I Sorry, yeah. I, I think the. I mean, those missiles, the kinetic piercers are a pretty good anti-tank anyway. To be honest with you, because yeah. they, I think they're either armor bane or something. Strength,
5: strength six armor. Strength bane. six
4: armor bane. So I've, I've never with mine. I've, I've not bothered upgrading because those missiles are pretty good. Um. So it's a it's a great fighter. I mean it's quite expensive, yeah. but you know, you can give it a flare shield as well, actually. Yeah, you can. Yeah. I, I, I just and it can to, fix itself yeah. as well. It's got yeah, a simulator like yeah, it's, yeah. it's a good Yeah, and, also, and also you don't have great, to worry about the
1: reserve, reserve role because it has interceptor. Yeah. So as soon as, another flyer yeah, so as soon as another yeah. flyer
5: turns up, it automatic, automatically, automatically in arrives. In yeah, combat interdiction rule. So I don't
1: have to worry about um Flanging reserve roles
4: yeah, I guess it, unless, of course, he doesn't have any flyers or made. Yeah, but that,
1: but there. that's yeah. the the, yeah. the the whole point is them is to be an anti-flyer unit. So
4: okay, interesting choice. Some interesting stuff there. Uh, so finally, last one of this this year.
3: Mm, even last
4: even though it's last year, has Rob is Rob Gamera going, going to leap leapfrog to victory, or is he going to be caught by the pack? Let's see what you have got in the know. tank literally
5: yeah right so you know how i tend to sort of you give me a, a, a list challenge and i tend to focus on one thing
4: and spam it a lot
5: yeah well Coffee
4: i haven't i haven't listed there,
5: there are two identical choices but that that's four times no <laughs> <laughs> no I've, I've learned my lesson on that one <laughs> so for tanks i that's... went for the solar auxilia
4: it's a good choice
5: because they yep. can take probably more tanks than anybody else variations wise uh, yeah yes yeah so, um, start in HQ with an auxiliary Tactical Command section good for course. a mighty 75 points.
4: 75 points, yeah.
5: And that's that, but that gives me access to a Dracosan armoured transport with a Demolisher cannon.
4: It totally does.
5: So, that's what they've got. Nice. Um, my the banner's mother- pretty
4: good, and also you get uh, orbital bombardment. Get the orbital
5: bombardment. As yep. well, yeah. Second HQ is a tank commander. Of course. No prizes for guessing where. He'll be going if you've been paying attention already. Okay. Um, in troops, we have two identical. This is the only copy paste bit. Uh, yeah. auxilia Laz rifle sections. Okay. In Drakasan armoured transports.
4: With the demolisher cannon?
5: No, because then you can only fit 10 people in, so you can't put an auxiliary Las Rifle section in a Dracosan with a Demolisher.
4: You cannot. You can put a Storm section
5: You in. can put the Velitaris in, but they cost more points, which yep. is less room for more tanks. Okay. So in Fast Attack... How many infantry
1: have, models is that? Just that of interest? That that is, oh, we're, up to, uh, we're up to 50 now. No, we, have, we uh, are.
5: 45. 45. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Do, they, do they all come with little tar- tracks on their legs, or are they just... Uh, <laughs> no,
5: okay. um. It's 175 points worth, Sonny Jim. So you can jog right on with your synobium Knights, who cost 50 points each.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I only six of them, though. And they're in a Spartan. And they're in a, spa. they're in a
5: bleeding Spartan, so you can jog right on with that one. Anyway,
4: Trophesian um, is a great tank, I think, because yes, it, does it come? Do you have to pay for the Fleishman for it? You do. Okay, it's just yeah, simple so I think I,
1: I don't think there are many tanks that come with a flare shield. I know the Cladius, other than the one, the than every does.
5: single Mechanicum one,
1: yeah. and the Mechanic. Yeah, I think those yeah. are the only two two armies that have yeah. that option to yeah. just rock up with one uh, for
5: free. Yeah, yeah. For, free. For, for funds. So for fast attack, I've gone for a three-strong Lehman Russ annihilator squadron.
4: Annihilator so of the twin link las cannon.
5: Ones. twin link las cannon, and with them being fast attack ones, they can outflank.
4: They will, of course they always have this problem
5: they will of course miss
4: yeah. yes that is the problem because they're ballistic skill three as we know yeah why but they are
5: twin linked which is why they're not vanquishers which is the only yes Le- which is the only lemanrass variant i don't have in list
4: yeah because of the, they are the vanquisher is a lovely tank right it looks beautiful and but it's
5: yeah.
3: also
4: rubbish on, on paper oh yeah you think this is going to this, absolutely this is going to go through a spark like it's not there
5: and then the Spartan's (laughs) going to go it is, because the shell's going to miss because (laughs) it's never going to hit
1: strength 9 AP2 AP2
4: armour bane strength
5: AP2 armour bane Yeah, Yeah.
4: Yeah, and you're thinking this is going to do a number
5: it's firing crack crack and penetrators but it's just firing them all over the place
4: (laughs) and it's six shots throughout the whole of the game if it doesn't get blown up early doors it's an easy thing to ignore so in heavy
5: support we have a two strong Lehman Russ Demolisher Squadron.
4: Good choices. Now
5: they've got, they've got they've got dozer blades.
4: The um the Lehman Russ in the heavy support section gives you is four hull points rather than the fast attack one, which is three. Yep. And also they get that great rule that if they're within each other or shoot the same target, they get plus one to their blister skill. So it's they're pretty great actually, the really yeah. heavy support one.
5: And in the second heavy support choice we yeah. have a Lehman Russ Incinera- well. incinerator squadron. Two of
4: them, okay this is, is, this is the volkite
5: one the volkite ones because because volkite because it's cool
4: because you, yeah, um, you're going for the bottle right? yeah volkite is cool
5: exactly yeah, so you, start, saying, well, you, you was was mentioned, yeah. mentioned arm, armoured containers and volkite and michael pipes in
4: you now you've, you've you've basically pandered to his, his yeah. yeah you've uh, brought his by basically bangings and volkite in.
5: the third heavy support choice is a two strong unit of limonrous executioners the plasma yeah. ones again all all six of these heavy support ones have got Dozer blades yeah absolutely as well
4: and they don't um, actually need Dozer blades
5: though mate just no with... they don't but if i couldn't buy any point i couldn't buy anything else useful with the 30 points that i had left okay
4: so yeah just for those not even familiar... not a pencil mounted gun yeah, yeah.
5: It, it doesn't look as cool as a Dozer blade
1: no but of weapon cool.
5: uh, it doesn't doesn't look as cool as a Dozer blade <laughs> Yeah, the,
4: reckless the thing, reckless. The thing, reckless, abandonment of um,
5: anyway i won't need to worry about that because in lord of war i've got an auxiliary storm you could, blade
4: you could
1: model the the those blade on there and just say it wasn't there you could yeah, just say that I, that's then,
4: my exploratory
5: yeah, array just yeah, but then, then i like then, then, then i'd think that i've got one and i'd be re-rolling myself if i got stuck
4: yeah but so, you would be because you've got exploratory array well there is that the as tanks. well yeah, yeah. And it basically gives you the same effect as yeah, a Dozer they look blade. cool Okay, I think yeah, no matter how much logic and we reason out we to this, you're going to just get, <laughs> yeah. fall back on the yes, but it looks cool rule, yeah. and there'll be people singing along with you in the in the audience, going yes, look, rule of cool, Mister.
5: Does a blade stop five G chips uh, working on you? All right, so
1: <laughs> good to know. I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying it's not cool. I'm just saying. You're just saying it's a. A, point elsewhere, and, and B, Flagrant... <laughs> yeah, you,
4: you could have given your could have given your
1: That's a, um, a, a markdown for battlefield effectiveness right there, Robert. <laughs> we've got yeah, but we've got an addition we've got an additional weapon. There's a there's a heavy bolter in the hull Yes. Yeah that's but right. the, so you've got two choices, basically. You've got the top gun, the bottom gun. Whereas you could add a pintle mounted weapon and then you've got three options that could be destroyed.
4: You could have put las Cannons on the um uh ones with the oh, plasma the gun.
1: He could, no for thirty
4: yeah. points
5: you could oh, you yeah, but only on one.
4: Uh, another not ten right. points each.
5: Another ten points each. Uh, okay. But then they wouldn't. They wouldn't be. They wouldn't be Ooh, how I cool. wanted them to be. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay, I think we're we're not going to win this. But anyway, no, you did no, not. did mention that you have, of course, put in the 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 big daddy of all stormblade.
5: The stormblade Storm with armoured with armoured ceramite and of super course. heavy Command type It has no sponsons, however.
4: Okay, fair enough. So the blizzard skill isn't going to be hugely useful. You could, of course, give it. Because of the uh, tank commander, you can give him a yeah. tank hunter, you can give him prefer the enemy, you can give him monster hunter, you can and you just pick and choose yeah. what you yeah. want to use for the game. So, again, it does become super versatile. Nice choices. It's very yeah. similar, actually, to my actual solo auxiliary list, except I think I haven't got the ones in the fast attack, and I've got three of it of the demolishers and three of the plasma yeah. ones in the heavy support.
5: But there's, um, what's that? That's uh, two, six... Nine Lehman Russes, three Dracosans, and a Stormblade. Nice. So it's, 13, it's 13 tanks.
1: <laughs>
4: 45 troops.
1: So, do your number of troops
5: outweigh your number of well, tanks? I think that's um, only how, only... Many troops, how many troops. How many troops do I have in my Space Wolf army, and how many do you ever see? I
1: think well, none because they're all the Spartans.
5: Exactly. So, how many it? of these auxiliary Las Rifle guys do you think you're, you're ever that? actually going to see? I could, in, a... I could, in theory, take them off the price list. So, don't get clever, pal, or I'll I'm save just myself for another two hundred odd quid.
1: For a, for a, for a tank-based uh, thing, to have the number of infantry massively outnumber the number of troops. That you, okay. Know, you,
5: you have bent the rules to this to go well i'm <laughs> going to take something that is what we're not allowed but it's got a different name he's trying so to you know it's that. it's That's like point,
4: Rob. you know that don't you he's, he's basically sledging you with the opposition to try and get you to be wound up so that you'll people know like, well i'm not going to vote for rob he's he's far too aggressive depending it's on how I mean, pa- it's, it's all part, part of my little tactic so part, 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 part of my tactic. Don't, don't be fooled anyway let the court of arbitration decide what the final scores on the doors are. So for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, this is where we get to the meat and potatoes of the situation. We collectively rate these armies on three things. The first one being fun to play with and or against. So this is is this army, you know, if you rocked up with this army at a pickup game or at an event, how much fun would it be for you as an opposition to play against it? how interesting would the army look on the table etc cetera, etc cetera. and also uh how much fun would it be t- for you to actually play it now those two things are important because you could have a great deal of fun murderizing every every person that comes in yeah. front of you like conan the bavarian uh but that wouldn't be a lot of fun for your opponent yeah, the, well. sec- the second one <laughs> is uh, everybody's favorite which is the out um no-nonsense, battlefield effectiveness. And this is who's written,
5: Which is, who's written the cheesiest list?
4: Yeah, who's written the filthiest list? Uh, how good would this be uh, in order to, against a normal type of heresy list? So we're talking about Spartans, we're talking about drop-podding, um, leviathans, and all that loveliness that we, 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 we talk about all the time. How good would it be? Would it hold its own? Would it get completely crushed and therefore not be a huge amount of fun in that regard? And finally... Uh, everybody's favourite is how much is it going to cost? And I fear we're going to have some big numbers uh, this week because tanks ain't cheap. So, tanks ain't cheap. Unless, of course, you're using Death Guard and plastics.
5: So, so Michael,
4: that, has, so many no, buttons, so.
5: how many buttons so. did yours cost?
4: Let's start with Battlefield. Let's, let's fun, go through the, fun to play with against. So who wants to start the offing? So, Mr. B, uh, how much fun do you think uh, your voting for Chris will be For for fun to play Um, with against.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, to be honest, you've all presented lists that look like they'll be an absolute hoot to play with. I mean, to be honest, Graham, you've got the Flippin Ordonatus in
3: there.
5: Um, I'd be complaining to, I'd be complaining to a TO going, "This is supposed to be a not an armored breakthrough list, and that's a technicality. (laughs) Get it out. I don't care if Novak Djokovic (laughs) has painted it. Get it out." Uh,
2: Chris's list, it. Yeah, it bends the it bends the rules, <laughs> okay. but it's still the, within them. Whoa, whoa, whoa. and Hang I on. like it. Hang on a second. I li- I, no, I like on.
5: Chris list. Chris, mate, Sue Hang Gray's on. writing a paper on your list.
2: I, <laughs> Hang I, on I, a second. Like, let's, I like let's the just... list, regardless of the fact that it might that it might bend the spirit of the rules. It's Is still a really cool bloody list. And I would absolutely planets. love to play it. But, Sorry,
1: but I'm gonna interject momentarily, Mr. I'm, really, I'm really stuck so.
2: here with this one.
1: To interject very quickly, to run the list that I ran, you cannot run it with any other legion like you can Armored Breakthrough. No, that's what I mean. It's, so it is very specific to the legion that I chose. Yeah. Also, it's not called Armored Breakthrough, it's called Steel Fist.
5: <laughs> it's not called a party, it's called a meeting.
1: Right. <laughs> exactly. And <laughs> the Predators all get the best, all get the good choices. There are, it hasn't got the same limitations. It's, it's, an entirely different right of war. It's you know. There's
4: not a lot. Yes, I, I agree with you. Okay, let's assume that we didn't say cheese. we didn't say armor breakthrough. All rights of war that are called something different but are fundamentally do the same thing. I.e., you have to have. Yeah, but then you to run your matrix of ruin force
1: org in that situation.
2: Yeah, it's it's it, you know the these yeah. guys this this one's a tough one because you've all presented lists that I think would be a lot of fun to play against uh, and with. Um Kofi and i to make a decision. <laughs> no, it's a it's a really tough one, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a decision and Ooh. I'm gonna go with Grahams simply because he's gone with the absolute nuttiest uh um nuts of um a uh, uh, an ordered artist, and I think that is
5: very cool. Yeah, I mean I think that's a show first that there's never been one in, in a list challenge before. That so hasn't been and hats off just, indeed,
2: Mr. It Middlest looks senior. It, it's an awesome looking
4: Model. It really does look great.
2: It's it's a uh, great model.
1: It'd be great to play with it because it'd be cool. It'd be great to be play against it because it would look cool. But the rest of that list is pretty tough. Oh yeah, yeah. Some, I mean, you could.
5: There's not a lot of fat on that list. No, yeah, there yeah. isn't.
4: The only the only where where it might be a little bit uh, weak would be if you had a load of <laughs> objectives in no man's land. It would be really bad. Because the scoring part of the tanks only happens in the opponent's deployment zone, so I think Dominion or one of them, you have to put all the objectives outside of the deployment zones, effectively in no man's land. So that means the only scoring units that I would have would be the the somewhat weakened Phalanx. Now they are can pretty I, good at scoring. Can
2: units. I be fair though, guys? I don't think any of your lists are uh, have got, uh, you know, uh, a lacking for meat. So I'm Um, I'm
1: going to also interject it. Mine is mostly Predators. Yes. But they are Predators with some pretty nasty guns on them. They are, but they still still are only Predator chassis.
2: Yours is the weakest of the three, but I think the yours could still pack a, a, a punch. So, yeah, I don't think anyone's come out with anything that's particularly weak or not great. You've all come out with lists that would be tough to play against. Um, but I think they'd all be a lot of fun. But I, I'm going with Graham simply because of the Ordinatus. And okay, I like
4: well Mister I think if I was going to go but with you're this. You're already saying well played because I picked your list. I know. But <laughs> I, I, of course I'm saying that. But I think this is typical, actually. Um, I think for a normal list, Chris is probably a bit more fun to play against. Mm. Because. He will get Coxwain out of the Spartan and most armies are gonna to have to deal with the Spartan. Um Swain, we don't we need any complaints from the Dark Angel players. No, he's good. Oh sorry, Coxwain, yeah, sorry. Um oh, it's, it's tough, you're not wrong. I Mr did. B's is a little bit too generic, I'm sorry I to did. say, Mr. B. Fair enough. There's a lot of infantry as well. Yeah, it could be you could use that list, which is a good generic list, by the way, but it it's it's a bit too um generic for this particular brief, I feel.
2: I picked a theme I liked and I went with it. Yeah, I think well.
4: You know, like it's a good theme, and again it, I think that army would do well under most circumstances, if I'm honest. Uh,
1: mm. Rob's List th- with, with nine Lehman Russes. That
4: is That's a lot there of, is, there of are to get through.
1: There is a lot of armor fourteen to get through, but there are few things sexier than a lot of Lehman Russes
5: on with the tabletop. With a storm, with a storm then, next to them. Not yeah, about that.
2: Especially if they're
5: Mortian ones. Yeah, I mean... Oh, they, they are.
2: If Yeah, but regardless of
1: where they're from, that chassis and the variations on that chassis, it's a lovely looking tank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And nine of them, you know, I'm going to run six when I do my militia. I might run nine because I've got to find a lot of extra points because I've got a lot of infantry. You know, and that, really, that does really appeal to me because um, I think it would be... A lot of fun to run that kind of proxy sort of tank squadron thing by proxy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean,
4: they're not. I'm uh, trying to think the plasma ones, quite tricky. The demolisher ones are quite tricky. Less worried about the twin linked autocannon ones.
5: There's no autocannon um, ones,
4: sorry, you. twin linked last cannon ones. Apologies, yeah. Um but again, it's it'd be a tough list. It's a lot of, it's it's a lot lot, of armor 14. It's a lot of armor 14.
5: But if if, if, you, if you if you if your dice are hot, then all of a sudden you have got twin link glass cannons up the wazoo, quite literally.
4: Yeah, and you know, having them coming on outflanking, I mean, you're you've got nothing to change your reserve rolls. Although no, because you haven't taken the HQ where you can choose your.
5: Um, no, no, because he he costs more points, which he you does can buy more
4: tanks with. Points. Yeah, true enough. Um... So yeah, I don't know really. It's it's a tough one.
1: I am gonna I'm gonna vote Graham because uh, I don't want Rob to win. <laughs> oh, that's fair enough. You know, uh, um, and I am I am gonna <laughs> no. Vote and Graham. also, I think
5: <laughs> I'm gonna vote Graham so that Chris doesn't get a point. Yeah, fair right. uh No, I
1: do think I I do honestly think Graham's would be the most if if I. Regardless of what army I rocked up at with, and I had that arrangement of things, and you're an artist opposite me, I think I would enjoy that game. Yeah. Because I think I would enjoy doing it, watching it do its thing.
4: Yeah. Or getting absolutely minced by an assault squad. I mean, that would be something. Wouldn't it? I mean, I don't like that thing
5: Two hundred point going, assault squad takes off yeah, your three hundred yeah. and fifty quid If
1: my an army is, and yeah, yeah and and that All was right. there. Either way, I'm going to enjoy that game. So think, I, 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 yeah,
4: yours would be very different, I think. And again, it would be like playing against an Arbor Breakthrough List with a little bit more teeth. Because um, those Predators, long-range guns, pretty cool. And you've got, you've got a good mix and match there. The Melter ones, I've always found a little bit variable. Um, just because the they're range. They're, but, but they are have, scoring, so you're to have to move them anyway. So, yeah.
1: They look and I cool. haven't got a lot of anti-tank. That's the thing. There's not... Yeah. A, a real a lot yeah I see what you mean anti-armor yeah. so that seemed like the best way to
4: yeah I mean I guess Corswain Co- Corswain and the um, the Spartans going to draw a fair chunk of firepower you're going to you're not going to want that rocking up in your back line are you no, that's.
3: I took a 100
4: point character
1: city. to make sure that it stayed alive longer yeah the, I mean it's a 6 plus invulnerable save it may, not, it may never happen but
4: it's, it's yeah it's better
1: it, than nothing it's, yeah some yeah. extra saves that they don't yeah, have because
4: is Corsway not a master of the legion? He, well, he is, isn't he? I think. Yeah, but he's, I he's he not. I am. You have better be,
5: otherwise you're cheating. I oh, know you've got a Delacruz on here. Yeah,
4: Delacruz for the thing. Yeah, so. Cool. You. Okay, yeah, so he he what about does, battlefield effectiveness, you. then I, I'll, I'll start with my votes for this one. It's actually again we've put on some great lists here. Solo auxiliary are really hard to win with.
5: I've got to be honest. No, no, tr- I, I, I've got a Solar Auxiliary <laughs> Army. I, I I, know.
4: Ballistic yeah. skill
5: 3 is not great. It's,
4: I mean, the, the tanks do have ballistic skill 4, but you know, if you get them to snap fire, they're screwed because it's all blast templates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think... It's, it's a, I've got to be honest. I'm, gonna, I'm, I, I'm tempted I'm think, towards Chris. Chris or, or Mr. B, to be honest with you. I think if you'd taken that Typhon, I think it would be no contest. But I think given that Chris has met the brief slightly nearer...
5: I think the, I think those Rhinos in Mr B's list, unfortunately, are just going to be too easy to pop, and he's going to be walking across the board and get shot to bits.
4: Yeah, yeah I think you're probably right. But having said that, every time I've played against him with a 10-man squad in with Heavy Flamers, they've absolutely done a number on me, even if I've stopped the Rhinos, because... You know, you think, oh, I've got to get rid of these, but you're not going to charge them. The best thing you can try and do is to find some AP3. There's usually something more dangerous right up until the point that that squad becomes very yeah. dangerous, if you see what I mean.
5: What I would do is I would drive a Stormblade over all of them. Oh, no, I, I, wouldn't them. Even sh- I wouldn't even shoot them. I'd just literally just, I just ram them with a yeah. storm,
4: storm. I mean, they're not going to do anything against... And that, that's the thing, I suppose, is that Heavy Flamers are going to do nothing against an Armoured List, yeah. unless you get very lucky from... Even, you know, I suppose a rear shot might do it.
5: I've got I've got got nine armor 14 I'm just going to ram you until you're on foot and then I'm just going to blow you up
4: yeah so I think possibly Mr Um, B might be out of the equation I think I'm going to have to I think it's really you've got how many scoring units though you got two me no um yeah yeah Rob sorry yeah two two and whereas Chris has got a tonne He's got four, four. well, actually got more than four, because if he loses one, he's got another backup in that squadron. So, yeah, I think I'd have to give it to Chris, given that army. Mm
5: -hmm. Yeah, I can't can't, can't deny that one, but I don't want him to win, so I'm going to vote for you.
4: (laughs) It's like the Eurovision Song Contest. (laughs) Uh, Mr B. I don't think I can at
5: this Uh, point. I am voting for Chris.
2: Yeah. Oh, tactical votes. Okay, cool. So it's not tactical. It literally <laughs> is. I, I, I'm
4: not voting tactically. I'm, 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 I'm. out I'm, it. It was, the, it was the tactical, so was the
3: tactical,
4: tactical, adrift, vote of, tactical vote of Rob I was talking about. Like oh, it's, right. it's.
5: Monsieur, Monsieur Moulin, le yeah. jeune, ni le
2: point.
4: N'y n'y point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm,
2: I'm so far adrift. I, c- I, can't even dream of
1: winning. So,
4: so, but now's your time to shine, Mister B.
1: There is actually every chance that this could end in a three-way tie. Yeah. To be fair,
5: so, no, I'm I'm gonna I think Chris's w- would actually win that one.
4: Yeah, so, so I've got the first one, Chris's got the second one, the third one now scores on the doors cost wise. So if I go first mean,
1: let's, let's just quickly let's build the hype. So Chris, let's see this point. What
5: the scores are named.
4: At
1: this guess. point as it's uh, going into the final costings. Michael has five points. Graham has five points. I have six points. Rob has six points so goodness, there is I What's could win Rob could win or there's a three way tie
4: yes there could be I think it's going to be a three way tie there's going to be a three way
3: we've
1: never even considered the option of what happened in a tr- <laughs> situation in this but we'll, uh, well, at that point we'll leave it to the public vote Yes. Yeah. And then so, they can decide what they what they would choose, and then whoever gets that one well, then um yes. Yeah, exactly. we'll, we'll do a poll
4: on the thing so, if we have to. But Mr B, because I think yours is gonna be the cheapest. Let's start with you. How much I don't English know. Money like... is gonna, okay, pounds So let's let's, let's get the
2: calculator up. I've got How? I've got the three separate amounts. So I've got some from Forge World, which is a hundred and fifty two pounds. Uh, <laughs> plus um, from Mortian, uh, three hundred and twenty pounds and
4: ninety pence. So, what are you getting from Mortian? Just so that I you, am getting people from out Mortian there which I'm getting tanks you're buying.
2: super Mortian tank hunter as my cell blade. Uh, uh, okay,
4: it might be a little small for that. I think they said it was uh, about the same size as a Macarius. So, just three Mortian siege
2: guns. Yes. As my um, magicians. magicians, yeah. Two medium tank artilleries and the medium tank artillery guns to do my aquators, uh, Okay. Um, and uh yeah and then i have got from from games workshop another 252 pounds 50 which is a land raider rhinos and mark three marines and, and yeah. buttons
4: i think so that's seven hundred twenty-five uh,
2: pounds and 40 pence
5: oh well, then. Think, well you've won that
4: yeah i <laughs> yeah. think those models might be a little out of whack size-wise either the they might be too big or too small in certain things but yeah fair enough it'll look cool
5: yeah well mike's won that Uh,
4: 700 pounds so what about you chris what was yours is and what did you buy from where uh
1: it's all games workshop products and 1080 pounds
4: okay so all the predators
1: he's he's beaten me all the predators will be um you could the forge world how how much is that chris 1080 because i've gone for the demos pattern uh um predators thunderbolts are 110 quid a piece. Core 30 quid. Medusas are 135 pounds or two. You know, yeah. it, it it gets
4: sim rocks up.
1: It, yeah, it really does. So yeah, yeah that's that's where I'm at. A thousand pounds. I thought, if I'm honest, I thought this would be cheaper. But I, said,
4: I, I, I I don't know how big the Mortian. I don't think they have. I think the Mortian tanks. The smaller one might be approximately. I don't know whether you could proxy it in for a predator. It might be too big. I think it's more Lehman Russ width, isn't it? Predator yeah, I,
1: quite I, thin. yeah. And I, 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 love, you know, I'm not one of these people that it has to be a Demos. I just, you know, if I'm drawing a yeah. writing a fictional list of what predator I'm going to take, I'm going to take the Demos ones because they're cool.
4: Makes sense. Um, Rob, yours is I'm assuming because you're into solo auxiliary, you're into oligarch territory. It's going to be a few quid you're dropping here.
5: Eleven hundred and thirty-four pounds
4: mm,
3: and nineteen
5: pence. Well, I mean, really I mean to be fair, pounds. like, and this is this is going for Forge World troops, and that's what does it. Because if you'd gone to someone like Anvil, I could have knocked so two or three. Was that
2: exact amount it. against Rob?
5: one three four point one nine. So you've got an auxiliary tactical command that's seventy-two quid for seventy-five points. It's ridiculous isn't it? you've got 150 158 quid for 200 points for the for the Laz rifle sections then you've got a storm blade you've got a tank commander you've got derradeo dreadnought volkite falconet battery i think the reason for that will come because uh motion doesn't do a um volkite Turret, and there's a House Grime military attache because you mentioned taking an expensive model and chopping it to bits. So I thought I'd take a twenty-four quid model and chop it in half to use it as a tank commander. <laughs> um, there's three of the Kithros heavy armoured cars, so the big eight-wheeled armoured cars. They're, they're instead of uh, Drakasans. Okay, nice.
4: Um, and From they've
5: more got um, yeah. So two small turrets for them because he does a um, like a little turret that co- that goes with them with like a las cannon on it. Yeah. Uh, there's nine motion mine plows. So that's nine Dozer Blades. Nice. Uh, sorry, six Dozer Blades. Because rather. we know um,
4: they look cool, right?
5: Yeah, six Dozer Blades. There's 65 quid and 10. You've had them for ten on uh, Dozer Blades. Um, nine motion main battle tanks, 311 pound 85. Oh, that
4: would look spectacular.
5: And then 10 of the motion universal triple turret and um, so you've got three with the twin lads for the um annihilators you've got two plasmas for the executioners three demolishers so you take one of the demolisher ones and you and you convert it onto the um kithros armored car for the um dracosan with a demolisher and then two with whatever you want because you chop the gun off and you stick the um there on the front nice that would
4: look lovely gotta be honest
5: it's it's the fact that when you go, Oh actually, nine tanks ignoring okay, we ignore the dozer blade issue. Yeah. Like nine tanks with turrets is gonna come in at four hundred and seventy five pound. Buying them from Forge World if they even did all the variants anymore, which is a little bit daft, they're seventy two quid a pop.
4: Yeah, it's a huge difference, isn't it? Yeah. And I think the Mortime ones look great um you know in that kind of militia look so yeah really cool
5: yeah there's there's, there's a really nice article in a magazine i bought today um uh, i bought a fantasy miniatures international uh and it's got an article in there of uh, a guy painting a motion tank in an Im- imperial guard scheme as he's calling it I like it even more because he gives them the proper name um and there's also a nice article with miles in there that uh ambushed me um so um yeah i'm i'm not going to look forward to having a a read through that but yeah that was the breakdown of mine i could have saved myself a lot if i'd gone to anvil industry and not gone for
3: yeah
5: forge world solar Exilia. um you know but hey
3: huh
5: i thought i'd be i thought i'd be vaguely sporting and not try and utterly cheese the cost
4: well if we look a spectacular army uh mine no surprises is the most expensive rocking in that 1332 quid how much is uh, the um uh, yeah, the ordinatus? What four? the ordinatus? Surprisingly four? cheap, three hundred and thirty-six quid. Yeah, is that surprisingly
5: cheap? Was... Do you want uh, can, can you know um I've got <laughs> i I've got some magic beans. You might be. It's interested surprising.
4: In there. It's surprisingly for the size cheap. Of model. Yeah, exactly. Surprisingly yeah. cheap, given contextually.
5: That a, given that it's seven hundred points, considering I've paid seventy-two quid for seventy-five points for my HQ. I
4: mean, a warlord titan is what three hundred fifty quid just for the body? Oh, no,
5: not a warhound.
4: I'm oh, sorry, yeah, yeah Warham
5: time. Is it about 300 quid or something? 385, I think it is now.
4: Without the without the guns. Without
5: arms, and that's and another nine yeah,
4: hundred like, quid. Yeah, so but yeah, I didn't think that I mean it's a crazy model. It's looks spectacular and it, you would use it three times and it would never get out of your cupboard again. But um there's that. Obviously the creosis came from there. Uh, I did go for for my um rather than using this is actually from it's
1: on. It's only £22 more expensive than an Orion.
4: Is it? Oh, well, there you go. It puts in context for you. Um, the I used the... Um, what are they called? The Colossus Bombard tank is... I will use the Imperial Bombard tank from Forge World, which is a great-looking tank, by the way. Um, it absolutely is what you'd expect it to look like. Mind you, these things rocking at £76 quid a pop. And then I decided to look at Mortian, and I think Mortian, um, their siege tank looks even better, and it's cheaper as well. So um, if I went down the Mortian route, uh, it'd be two hundred and twenty-eight pounds going for Forge World. It'd be one hundred and forty-four pounds going to Mortian um, for their siege tanks, and their siege tanks look great. They look the business, I think. Um, I did think about you know whether I could also for the um, would I Reductor demolisher ones, I could use the medium tank hunter, it's got a short barrel, it looks a bit like a demolisher cannon, um, so that might work as well, but as there's a 53 quid each, rather than the Games Workshop Vindicators, which are 37 pounds each, so it'd probably balance it out going through either or, but I think I would probably, looking at that, I would be hard pushed to play the 76 pounds the Imperial Bombard and not get the Morsian one, because I think the Morsian one looks great. So yeah, of course you've got the Krios, you've got the Venators, you've got the the uh, Phalax, you've got a um, Magos, and you've got um, the massive old artist. It'd be a great day to go to Forge World and just drop thirteen hundred quid and buy all of that. But yeah, so that's me. Okay. So scores on the doors are. I think we've, I think we've got a tie. This is three way. Yeah. Mr it's B three-way on Three way tie. Chris on six and Rob on six well there you go public vote who out of the course of the year even those of us who have been well unfairly criticized
1: one uh, a couple of things i'd like to pull up at this point if i may number of list errors made by other competitors (laughs) oh shut up (laughs) Um, everything in the book just just want to point
2: that out just grab your 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 total again graham i I, I missed that that. and
5: accidental mistakes don't are uh, uh, far less than uh, deliberate bending of the rules. one th- one thousand three hundred and
2: thirty two yes. pounds Mr. one thousand three hundred and thirty two pounds yes i not
1: having not match. reading the rules rob shouldn't be qualified as bending the same as bending the rules
4: i think we'll maybe we'll allow people you know some hustings or something whatever they call it where you can go and appeal to the public vote some other time but anyway it was a good fun challenge actually and it was also great that we all did different things um which was very cool so
5: i think one of us did do what we weren't supposed to do
4: or there is yeah but i think we actually actually (laughs) double checked i double checked my list i think i got it right this time um so anyway with, (laughs) with that in mind let's call it a night and uh we shall move into the close And so, dear listeners, we come to the end of this episode. Um, We hope you enjoyed it. We certainly enjoyed making it. And if you did enjoy it, then please take the time, if possible, to leave us some kind of review or feedback on what you thought of the show. Um, And you can do that in various ways. And we want to hear both good and bad feedback, so we can improve things, make the show even better than it already is. And you can leave those reviews on iTunes, um, or you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, uh, YouTube as well, um, and all the links to all of those things will be in the show notes. Um, if you wouldn't mind giving our page a like for no other reason than um, so that we know that people enjoy what we're doing. And like I said, if you want to give us some feedback, you can totally do that, um, either getting us from Facebook message um, from our Facebook page, or you can email us uh, at feedback at edgeofempire.co.uk which will come through and we can all see that so if there's anything you want to see on the show there's anything you think we should be doing differently or if there's anything you want us to cover in more detail or you've got any questions about what we've covered today please drop us a line we're always happy to to help Um, if you want to actually go a bit further and help the show out um, we've got a couple of affiliate links with various folks on our website Um, so we've got a link to Audible so if you can sign up via that link for us, uh, we get a little bit of um, money from that, which helps keeps the light on. And obviously with Audible, all of the Horus Heresy audiobooks are there and you get a month's free trial as well. So, and after that, it's £7.99. So give it a look, all of the Black Library books, in fact, they there, not just the Horus Heresy one, so good value. Um, or you can go a little bit further and become a patron of the um, show. Uh, if you feel that we've done enough to warrant a, a little tip from yourselves, what you'd pay for a coffee uh, or the like, then you can um, just put a couple of dollars, pounds, euros, whatever in the tip jar, and that helps us you know, pay for the show's upkeep website um, and the hosting costs and stuff like that. And you can also go through the advert on our website to purchase all your sort of wargaming toys and needs through Element Games. Um, and we've also got Element Crystal codes, which uh, if you put them in, uh, we get something and you get double crystals. So uh, if you want to, um, Give your crystals to your um, (laughs) favourite Edge of Empire uh, presenter. Uh, Chris's is something irrelevant. Mine is GI two seven nine
1: four. I don't need them. (laughs) I get enough from the fans anyway.
4: (laughs) Chris is already living pretty. Uh, Dolly's Dolly's the sheep. Dolly's is uh, MIC four four zero and (laughs) Robbing. is utterly never uses element games apparently
1: so i wouldn't even bother <laughs> so like, all he does is slag him off on the internet all yeah, day yeah. long and i'll chat
4: he doesn't deserve your affection bloody
1: people. element You're games saying. this element <laughs> games that honestly it's so that some of the things he said you if can bleed actually, in nanas
4: yeah i think it's safe to say that rob's uh artisanal purchase of paint has uh, been making element games pay for element games carpet for the last five years and um, 21 titans off them in the last that's three true. months that's true Um, we also have affiliate links with the outpost which is a good little not, FLGS in Sheffield so that's it next episode we'll start the year properly uh, with news of what we've been up to and of course we've got the LVO preview which is uh, no more than oof, what's that seven, seven hours, hours seven, hours, seven, hours, I think,
5: seven hours. hours i mean heresy heresy related obviously the the new um avatar has been shown now to put logar that back to heresy, up an
2: avatar that does count no, no that, yeah. that
5: logar would that thing would have looked at logar and he would have fallen over because that's before logar got a, Learn how to fight. Fulgrim would not have punched one of them to death. That thing would have just looked at him and gone, uh, "Jog on, pal," and chopped is, him. Is it enough. just
2: me, or do when they need to demonstrate how awesome a character is at fighting, they have them kill an
5: avatar? No, they have. Yeah, but Angron that's holding the up avatar a Titan to stop is... Angron getting killed.
2: Cause, cause, well, apart from Angron. But seriously, <laughs> it, it seems Lohar like Lohar every time killed. they want to demonstrate how, how brilliant a, a particular character is at combat, uh, there's a there's an avatar that suddenly needs taking down. Like Lorgar yes. took one down, and Fulgrim took one there, down. Those
5: was... were the first thing in the game that was ever weapon skill 9. That's, <laughs> that's right, I remember. Thing in, um,
2: did, did you see that article <laughs> on how old the model was? 20 what? years? Mm oh no, no no on
5: no that, no it's more no. like 30 oh, metal, i think it was like 27
2: yeah, yeah. or something
5: uh, okay wow
2: and it was, it was like a... there are people i played against who are younger than that model totally. yeah. yeah so do they have they not changed it for that length of time no,
1: nope. no. there's there's quite a lot of the Eldar range that had been oh to, years for plus yeah. T-
2: I mean, I think the Eldar range is, I mean, this is 40k, but the El- the entire Eldar range is looking like it's getting a a, a complete revamp. Mm. Uh, they've already shown off two... Is it two lots of Aspect Warriors now? Or
5: just yeah, you've ones? had the... Uh, dire Avengers, was it? Dark, Dark no, no, no. They, they, they only, ones, they, the, ones with, the ones with the Halloween Dark pumpkin Reapers, faces. That Reapers, were, yeah, Reapers,
4: yeah. Yeah, the Dark Reapers. Guardians,
2: oh, yeah. um, the Autark. I mean, to be fair, the range could do
4: with it. <laughs> anyway...
2: Thought, right, back to let's, her,
4: let's move on oh, good. so yep. yeah so that's what we're going to be doing next next episode hopefully we'll have something exciting to talk about maybe we'll have the legendary box set maybe we won't who knows i'm but starting we'll to,
2: f- i'm starting to lean towards summer for that to be fair <laughs> if it's going to come out on the other date that i thought it would be i think it will be revealed tonight but then so again it gets,
1: so it gets revealed <sighs> tonight and that'll bring it enough, enough time to hype it for a release in march
4: I still think October, so we shall see. One,
2: one, I, I think I think summer.
4: Now. We'll see who's going to be right and who's going to be wrong. But Chris's Chris's prediction of March is rapidly approaching. Anyway, that's it. Let's get the hell out I of dodge. I predict February. Okay, I predict a riot if we don't get the hell out of dodge. So, good night, folks. Have a great couple of weeks, and we shall speak to you soon.
2: Yeah, it'll probably take care everybody. Be good
3: night. Bye.